It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicon, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on the 17th day of November, 2022. This is The Horn. Headon.live is, well, where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. It's possible. You've already, you're already there if you're listening to the live stream. That or you're listening to ads on TuneIn. I mean, it happens. Uh, but if you pop by chat room, the uh, chat room tab on uh, at Headon.live, you can be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn Chat Room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all times zones in between and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for uh, being part of this community and taking time for this conversation it is uh, as 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 you know if you spend much time here this doesn't happen many other places if any and i'm just glad i'm just glad and grateful with thanksgiving coming up i'm thankful for this community that we put together that has lasted so long And so, uh, anyway, if you pop by the chat room, there's a good crowd in there because I was late to the microphone. My apologies. Sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. And sometimes the machine just doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, but uh, you'll be greeted by Theo and Anatole and Briar Smoker and Irish Dave and Rick in Europe and Squeaky and Texas T. My goodness gracious, haven't seen Texas T in a while. Ralph's was there for a minute. Um... Uh, Thanks for popping by, and they'll all be happy to see you if you come by. And everybody gets capably moderated by longtime inveterate, indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who, although he is a third-stage guild navigator, has declined to fold space and become man cave. He is capably assisted by Roger in Oregon. And I'm there as a moderator, too, but I don't moderate. It's entirely a, uh, uh, an, an, an honorary position. Yes. Um, Again, sorry, sorry about being late, but well, these things happen. Uh, and sorry about yesterday too. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I was away, and it was planned, 
and um, it was uh, it, it was it was actually good. There was nothing terrifying or or, or scary or no. Um, it was a, it was a joyful day away, and it gave me a chance to sort of hey breathe a little bit and relax and try to get a you know just let some of the let some of the pressure that's been building up go away. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I got notes because I, I got notes because I was late. Dave number eleven said the sound of one hand clapping. Yes, for uh, for a few minutes, this was a very this was a, a very contemplative Zen sort of show. Randy Radar told me to third, throw the third switch and make sure I'm recording. We are recording. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa has sent me the customary Peekaboo ICU Herb Kane uh, uh, gif. Shucky ducky, Trump's not a racist. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, before I get ahead of myself, uh, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and we have thank yous to say for our 16th and 17th day of the month subscribers via PayPal. That means thank you to Gary, labor man. Uh, Gary is our only subscriber for the uh, 17th day of the month. Just say anything anybody would like, and and remember we've got a we've got a an offer out there courtesy of Zed in Iowa. Uh, any new subscriber up to and including five new subscribers at ten dollars a month get their first month subscription doubled. And if we ever meet that goal, another an, a, another uh, donation goes out to Brad and Desi of the Green News Report. So thank you, thank you, Zed. And we sure could use some new subscribers Subscribers on the 17th. Thank you, Labor Man, Gary. Thank you to Texas T jumping in yesterday. And thank you to uh, uh, David, um, young legal scholar David up in Oregon. I hope things are going well. Thank you to Mark. And thank you to Reinhardt on the Virginia coast. And thank you, in fact, to Zed. Uh, uh, those are our 16th of the month subscribers. And uh, uh, so let's see. Um, I should note that Texas T uh, met all but um, $4 and change of uh, Tracy's 1949 was very good year challenge. So that is very helpful. And where we stand as we begin the program and struggle, as this program does always struggle, uh, to get from one month to the next, is uh, we are in the uh, $1,280 neighborhood trying to get caught up now that we are on the uh, downhill side of November. Program note, uh, we will be here on Wednesday next uh, the night before th- night, uh, day before Thanksgiving, I don't see any other intrusions into the broadcast schedule. And whether there's a program Thanksgiving evening is a uh, game time decision, as the saying goes. Might be, might not be. Kind of depends on if there's any interest. Let me know. Um, if you're 
not going to be with family or not, you know, not going to be listening to your uh, fox watching uh, cranky old cousin or whatever down at the end of the Thanksgiving table. Um, give me a call, or not a call, but, you know, shoot me an email, message me. There's a million different ways to reach me. And let me know if you'd like to have a Thanksgiving program. Okay? Yeah. Now, all that having been said, um, when last we spoke, it was Tuesday, and uh, the Mandarin Mussolini, Dimwit Domitian, Marcus Horalius, Julius Geezer, Geezer Disgustus, Tangerine Tiberius, Clementine Caligula uh, was getting, as we were, as, as this program was ending live on Tuesday, he was getting ready, absolutely getting ready. Believe me, I'm so ready to make this big announcement. And I have to say, I was wrong. I thought that it might have been some kind of grifty thing where he announced a planning committee, or but nah, I guess he's, you know, off and running. Good luck paying your own legal bills, unless you know, unless he made some sort of deal with the RNC. I, I, and if he made a deal with the RNC where they're going to keep paying his legal bills while he's a primary candidate uh, for the Republican nomination for president, I can't imagine that that's going to sit very well with Ron Monkey Up DeClantis because, well, he'll want some of that sweet, sweet cash himself, don't you figure? Um. Uh, and I read coverage of the of the nonsense that he burbled. And really, it's day old news now. So there's not much to discuss unless you know at some point in time you call the program and you want to talk about it. I did notice he said something about the world having eight and a half a population of eight and a half billion people by 2020. I told you it was going to be a recycling job. Really? Dipshit? 2020? Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, well, uh, I guess it's a, it's, it's a pretty close to a lead pipe cinch that uh, the Republicans are going to have the slimmest of majorities in the House. And apparently they're already picking themselves to pieces. Republican Party in disarray. And the hatred for Kevers McCarthy, the man of silly putty. Holy cow. Mm. I hope it doesn't hurt too, little Kevers. And come on, let's you and him fight. I'm, I'm, I'm down to watch this one happen. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for the Simpsons clip, uh, Steve. The sound of one hand clapping. I don't think that's really the point. <laughs> um, but all that having been said. 
Nancy Pelosi gave a valedictory speech today. You know, of course, she won re-election, but she's not going to run for House leadership again. She won't seek to be minority leader of the House. She gave a brilliant speech. I'm sure many of you have already heard it. And um, she, she threw so much shade at the maggots that I think there were probably cold spots on the sun. Uh, Randy Radar said, I got a message that Murdoch is cutting Trump loose. Let's see how Trump does without Fox News support. They may, but if he gets the nomination, they'll come back around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By 2020, the world's population may be 8.5 billion people. I would like to grift all of them. Thank you, Ralphs. Uh, Ralph said, I'm scared about the deficit. If somebody kicks in 20 bucks, I'll contribute 20. That'd be fantastic. If so, the, the, you, you, so Ralphs is just sitting there waiting. If, you'll, uh, if somebody's got 20 bucks, Ralphs will uh, add 20 to it and double your money. Thank you. This is, uh, well, I'd rather not to go, go into Friday on the front porch. Huge. Uh, with a huge deficit, but we may be anyway. Grifty thing. Steven New York says you're half right. Uh, not bad for a half wit. <laughs> no, sorry. Just kind of leaning into the self-deprecation there. You're half right. You were right about the announcement of a grifty thing. You were just wrong about him not announcing for president. I will guarantee there will be a pack or some foundation to pay his legal fees. Odd. I haven't heard anything about inflation or gas prices since last Tuesday. And I just didn't, can't figure out why. Gas prices and inflation have uh, disappeared since roughly November the 8th. And I don't know. They may wind up on a milk carton. <sighs> have you seen these gas prices? Have you seen this inflation? And let's see, uh, I paid $3.55 a gallon yesterday because the little red light was on in the little white Ford, and it had to have some gasoline in it. And it's amazing what uh, $20, of gas $20 worth of gasoline will not buy you anymore. $3.56, you know, that nine-tenths of a gallon that we all just kind of ignore. That's where that's where the, that's it. That's where the oil company profits are. They're in the nine tenths of a gallon. We're back into that ma and pa kettle math again. So uh, that having been said, uh, thank you very kindly uh, to Henry, Henry in Oakland. Thank you, Henry. Henry just answered Braups's challenge. So we are down to uh, twelve forty. 1240. Thank you very kindly, Henry. That's a huge help. And hopefully you'll have some company this evening. So let's take a look at, uh, let, you know, let's start wandering around and uh, check in on some things going on around and about the greatest country in the history of the world on earth now, today, forever in the universe under God. We had a story um Tuesday, it was Tuesday, wasn't it? Because this is Thursday, by the way, Thorn in the Side Thursday. Uh, 
we had the distress. No, that was Monday, wasn't it? Uh, well, we've got a couple of lawful gun owner updates. You know, the University of Virginia in Charlottesville and the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. There are no cows in Mo- uh, there are no cows in Moscow. That's what my old uh, news director taught me a thousand years ago. I wonder if he's still alive. Um, all four of those students at the University of Idaho that we talked about, they lived, they shared a house off campus, were stabbed to death. And the Moscow, Idaho police are absolutely clueless for a suspect. The sister of one of the murder victims uh, put up an Instagram post late yesterday evening. Aubrey Gonsalves said to the students of the University of Idaho that are still staying around campus, leave. Your grades are severely less important than your lives. I wish all the students of U of I safety and peace. You guys are not safe until this sicko is found. And she's deep in grief for her 21-year-old sister, Kaylee. Uh, Also found was Madison Mogan. It turns out Madison Mogan, uh, 21 years old, uh, was also a close family friend of Kaylee and Aubrey Gonsalves. Also murdered was Zana Kernodal and Ethan Chapin. They were both 20. Police said they were killed with uh, by stab wounds caused by an edged weapon such as a knife. No one has found the knife as yet or the person who wielded it. The cops said it was an isolated, targeted attack, and there's no continued threat to the school community. Aubrey Gonsalves apparently thinks otherwise, and she is heartbroken. The weird part, two other people were asleep in the home and were untouched. Um, yesterday, the police chief of Moscow, Idaho, James Fry, mm, he backed up a little bit and said, we do not have a suspect at this time and that individual is still out there. We can't say there's no threat to the community. And as we've stated, please stay vigilant, report any suspicious activity and be aware of your surroundings at all times. Classes canceled on Monday have since resumed, and the president of the university said, uh, "Oh, the students gain comfort being around other students. They gain comfort from interacting and staying busy with their faculty and attending classes, labs. Some are working on their semester projects, so we've heard from them. We're encouraging students and employees to take care of themselves." That's terrifying. Let's see. I'm guessing. At least three of the four murder victims were women. That begins to, yeah. And so with that, with that we uh, move over to uh, Virginia, 
where uh, Christopher Darnell Jones Sr. interviewed by NBC 12 Monday night said uh, of his son the murderer I can't believe it was him I still can't believe it now and he said he hadn't seen his son for about a month last time I saw him he saw him was when he came home to do laundry that's a college student thing to do uh, he was from uh, his parents lived in Charlottesville Mr. Jones Sr. said he had some problems the last time I talked to him. He said some people was picking on him or whatever. He didn't know how to handle it, and I just told him don't pay it any mind and just go to school. He was really paranoid when I talked to him about something, but he wouldn't tell me everything. He was a very sensitive young man. And you might recall the shooting took place on a, a, uh, an ex a, a tour bus. Uh, one of the classes had gone to see a play in Washington, D.C., And uh, uh, he was actually with the he was with the school trip. He was on the bus, and so that means he had his freedom protector with him. <sighs> well, any minute now, I expect some sort of a news release, or uh, or for Rapalito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, to leap in front of a camera and say. We have got to harden these tour buses. You certainly can't take guns away from law-abiding, law, uh, lawful gun owners. Yeah. Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. was, of course, a lawful gun owner. You know, until he wasn't. Um... His dad went on to say it seemed like he was doing really good in school. And they were looking forward to his uh, birthday, celebrating his birthday with him. That would have been today. Well, there's no one. Uh, I don't think there's any birthday cake in, 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 in the clink. Uh, and he being a young black man, uh, somehow or another, the cops managed not to kill him. Um, there's just not a lot of information about motive or um, the three dead, Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis, and Deshaun Perry. Um, no update on the two who were in the hospital. One of those, as of um, the last time we talked about this story, were was in critical in critical condition. <sighs> but, you know, I guess I, 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 I guess maybe what, the three murder victims and the two the two uh, who were shot and survived, uh, it really we need we need to at least I mean it, look, if we live in an America where uh, where, where Julius Geezer can give the Presidential Medal of Freedom to a babbling gas bag like Rush Limbaugh, we at li we at, and, and given that uh, the Purple Heart is awarded 
to military members who are wounded in the course of um, battle. We really do need to come up with a civilian medal for people who are shot in the na- in, 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 um, in in the course of uh, Second Amendment freedom, don't we? Isn't it time? Because it feels like uh, it feels like it is. There, there needs to be something more in the way of an acknowledgement of people who uh, wind up being dead because they had the unmitigated temerity to get on a tour bus and go to D.C. to see a play. And you know what? I bet that was a wonderful day. I bet they had a blast. And uh, then, then they came home... The, Shooting started, and three of them are dead, and they'll be forgotten by everybody except their family. Some of the, they, they, except for the fact that we're talking about them now, and except for the fact that there's banners hanging from fraternity houses in Charlottesville with their team jersey numbers on them, most people have already forgotten them. If they ever even knew. I don't know. I'm just workshopping this idea right now. Maybe we don't need... No. Maybe we don't need medals. Maybe we need a monument in D.C. A monument to the victims of gun violence. Call it... Call it the Second Amendment Monument. Because the Second Amendment is why, ask any Republican, up to and including Rafi Lito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger and future king of America, ask them why people have to have firearms, and they'll say, because the Second Amendment protects freedom in America. So, you know, maybe we need a, a huge, huge... Um, granite monument and it would have to be really big gigantic and it could look like a it could look like a a, a, a bullet and all the names of the children and the teachers and the people who just wanted to go to the movies and the people who were just going to the grocery store for a loaf of bread and a jug of milk and the people who wanted to get on a bus and go and see a play in D.C. We can put all their names on it. You know, now that the Democrats are going to be in the minority... Maybe somebody could introduce a a resolution or a bill to create that monument. And 
try to and, and you know try to get it discharged to the floor and then watch all these goddamn Republicans do exactly what we expect and inveigh against that monument. Especially because we're going to call it the Second Amendment Freedom Monument. Because while, while, while bullets did the work, the Second Amendment made the bullets possible. Nope, sorry, they all had to die so that pasty-faced, doughy old white men can uh, feel good about themselves and have their freedom protectors. Especially AR-15s. Oh, and uh, speaking of the House of Representatives and um, Nancy Pelosi stepping down. Well, it's a pretty good bet that your new minority leader in the House of Representatives will be a uh, congressman from New York, the city and the state. Um, namely, Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, you're welcome, Flavio. Thank you for pronouncing the Portuguese surname correctly. It's the Portuguese version of the Spanish name Gonzalez. I didn't realize it was Portuguese, but I do my best, and sometimes I even get it right. Uh, thanks for taking note, Flavio. Uh, and thank you, uh, thank you, Cecilia. Cecilia in Florida just jumped in and uh, got us down to uh, 12.30. Hmm, about half done with lunch. Thank you, Cecilia. It's much appreciated. I hope you know that. Um... Uh, and uh, Steve in New York says, uh, Idaho, I'll bet you picked up on this. You always do. If there's no weapon or suspect, how, we, how can we call it a crime of passion? <sighs> well, we know. Uh, uh, I'm just going to guess here. Because women. Because, you know, you wouldn't premeditatedly first degree murder three women and one person. And, and, you know, it's, it's 2022. Ethan may have been a woman, too. It would have to be a crime of passion. It couldn't be any premeditation. But then again, they walked back their statement about this being an isolated incident, too. Um, uh, Randy Radar said, uh, I went to some gas station for the first time in months and was shocked that diesel fuel is over $6.20 a gallon. Yeah. And the funny thing is about it, and if if you want an, if you want evidence that this is a scam, okay, that this is absolutely a man, a manufactured price increase. Of course, everything having to do with the uh, hydrocarbon industry is. Um, 
look no further than diesel fuel. Diesel fuel is diesel fuel because Herr Dr. Diesel in Germany invented it to make it easier for farmers to be able to fuel their farm implements with cruder forms of combustible um, fuel. He envisioned a world in which farmers would actually make their own fuel. Remember uh, back in the early parts of this century when it was all the rage, and in fact we had a we had a friend. Wonder wonder whatever happened to him, who uh, built from uh, uh, I think from an old BMW a what he called a grease car, and he ran it on old French fry grease which was way cheaper than diesel fuel. But diesel is $6.20 a gallon over there where Randy Radar is? Hmm. And we already know from the quarterly profit and loss, and no losses, all profits, of the major oil companies that, yeah, the price increases are strictly... From, incre- from from a desire to increase corporate profits because, well, when we had us a pandemic and people got a few dollars in their pockets uh, that they wouldn't have otherwise had, great big corporations uh, in, in America said, well, they've got it and we want it because we deserve it because we really run this joint. Huh, government. Huh? We run the government too. And because uh, because a Democrat was in the White House and Democrats were running the House and the Senate, the oil companies were equally unhappy about that. And so they try. Yeah. And, and I mean, we talk about Russia meddling in American elections, and they do. They do. But God, nobody meddles meddles in American elections quite like an oil company. I mean, let's just be real. Um, uh, at any rate, uh, uh, Steve in New York says Thanksgiving night. I'm going to vote for a program. Um, thanks, Steve. I appreciate the vote. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have Thanksgiving on the front porch. Yeah, and Steve suggested that. Uh, Rather than a bullet for our Second Amendment freedom monument, uh, we make it a roulette wheel with special thanks to the NRA and their logo in the middle of the wheel. There's merit to your idea. And thank you very kindly to uh, uh, non-billable Rick in Washington. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Rick jumped in and really gave us a, a shot in the arm. We're down to 1150 $1,150 $1,150 to go. That I cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. The bills here are frightful. Seems like every you know every every company, and and it's not just me and it's not just West Virginia. Everybody's feeling it, and that's why I, I think that's part of why we're struggling so much just to keep this on the air because we're way downstream, and y'all are so kind and so good to help keep this going. 
you know, we get our water here from uh, West Virginia American Water Company. And they've got a horribly aging infrastructure. But they don't do much about it. Uh, Instead, since they're a for-profit corporation, uh, their monies go toward the, uh, well, the shareholders, Mm y'all. But that's really, really huge, Rick. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Um, So, 11.50, and gosh, if we didn't want to have a four-digit fundraising hole tomorrow, um, oh, that's a whopping load of money to raise this evening, but a bill could get paid. Yay. Uh, The Republican House, Ron in Raleigh says, uh, now that the Republican clown car is trying to get started in the garage... (laughs) The riders are laying out all the people they're going to drag through the mud. With the slim margin they have, it's going to be an exercise in stupidity. Since we all know that the investigations won't prove a damn thing because all of the proof they'll be presenting are bullshit conspiracy theories. The investigation I'm looking forward to is the investigation of the January 6th investigation. Led, of course, I presume, by Jim Jacketoff Jordan. (sighs) And... and, and I th- I think he, he should just wear a wrestling singlet, and you know, maybe with the Ohio State University emblazoned. Yeah, you know, the same the same singlets that were worn by the boys that he ignored while they were being raped. Um, and and but but they're gonna they're gonna have to. <laughs> this is the fun part, Ron. They're gonna have to get the long knives out for each other first. And they are out. Oh my head! And and not they're out in not a good way. Um, we're we're uh, <laughs> oh we're go, we're we're going we're going to find out what a what a clown car it really really is. Um. It was there. There was a particular moment of delight uh, when uh, when they uh, when when representing James Comer, a maggot from Kentucky, Stan, you know, KY. I had some of that that Kentucky jelly on my toast one day, and it just don't have hardly any flavor at all. I don't know why they're so fond of it down there, but they eat something called burgoo. Anyway, and well, no accounting for taste. Uh, James Comer uh, jumped out in front of a microphone because he wanted to have a have him a press conference about. Hey, Scott, everybody's singing at home. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, the Benghazi overtime. We will hear about Hunter Biden till we're all fit to lose our minds. That's something I ought not do with a $1,150 fundraising hall. I really shouldn't. But it, but, but it's, it's, it, it's unavoidable. Oh, God, this, this may be thorn in the side Thursday, but this would be so Titanic Tuesday. Um. 
That is a major problem. Jim Jackin off Jordan. The January 6th insurrectionists have been wrongly imprisoned. I didn't say anything. All I said is, all I said is, we're going to look at the, the politics of the Justice Department based on the fact that we have had 14 different, actually more than 14 now, whistleblowers come talk to us. That's what we're going to focus on. And my last question is, just, what are the grounds? If we can keep it about Hunter Biden, this is kind of a big deal. We think okay. if we can keep it about Hunter Biden, that would be great. So, wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. I just wanted to piggyback for January 6th. What you plan to do with the January 6th investigation? It seems like I think that's a question. I think that's a question for Kevin McCarthy. That we're focused on uh, a lot of investigations now. I've been very transparent with the media on it. Uh, that wasn't one of them, but uh, <laughs> that 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 wasn't one of them. <laughs> Can we keep this about Hunter Biden? We need it to be about Hunter Biden. We don't we don't we don't need no stinking January six questions. We keep your questions about Hunter Biden, damn it. What about the inflation? What about gas prices, James Comer? Huh? What? <laughs> and uh, uh, Stephen New York observes uh, subject line congressional subpoenas finally Nancy Reagan's just say no advice is useful yeah they're going to hate it when they start issuing subpoenas and <laughs> you know, we're going to investigate we got 14 whistleblowers uh, when, they, when, those little, uh, when those whistleblowers show up without a subpoena uh, we will know that the, that it that, that it was cooked, and frankly, having fourteen whistleblowers from, say, maybe the FBI, it, it doesn't impress me much. Hi, Shania, um, because, well, we already know that the FBI is positively just swimming in terrorist sympathizers, because the FBI said it themselves. I shouldn't, well, you know what? It won't be fun. Well, I mean, it won't be good for America. But the next two years may be a real laugh riot for, for, for people who observe politics and understand the vague and creepy workings of the maggot mind. And Jim Jacket off Jordan, uh, true to form, had no jacket. Because I guess he's just too buff or butch for a sport coat. I I don't know. Now, wait, I want to see. Hold on here. it. wait a minute. I, because they're all wearing their they're all wearing their congressman buttons. Because you got to wear wear your congressman button. Where's Jim Jacket off's congressman button? Is it is it on? Uh, it, maybe it's. It, and by the way, that clip was from Fox News TV Radio Rwanda, because of course they're terribly, terribly interested in Hunter Biden. They may be throwing uh, Nitwit Nero under the bus, but no, uh, they're they're still they're they're, they're still a right a, a mouthpiece for the right wing sewer. Where's your button, Jim Jacket Off Jordan? And what's your fascination with window pane print dress shirts and yellow ties? Maybe the yellow is a, a, a subtle, uh, I don't know, a subtle uh, 
reference to the urine-colored snake flag. You think? Maybe? I'm sorry, it's the best I got. Um, God, what a... What an ugly little man he is. Can we keep it about Hunter Biden, please? And you, you know the press corps is going to ask about January 6th every day. And I hope they do. No, this is about Hunter Biden. And they are uh, 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 Pramila, uh, Pramila Jayapal. Uh, showed up on uh, MSNBC last night, Wednesday night. And she was touting people with progressive cred who uh, won seats in the Congress and was talking about um, the things that progressive lawmakers want, legalizing weed, protecting privacy rights, expanding Medicaid, raising the minimum wage. And she... uh, She made an observation that I, I, I thought was, uh, well, I thought it was uh, prescient. The mask really matters. So I'm, ch- I'm curious, Che, what you think uh, Steve's big board tells us about this call coming in here for the first time, eight days out, 6 p.m. hour on the East Coast, uh, a narrow projected majority here, a call for the House Republicans in the House. Well, I think that what Steve brings up is perhaps the first big question uh, that we are facing post-election, which is, yes, the Republicans have the House, but does Kevin McCarthy have the speakership? I don't think that that is at all decided. Uh, NBC News reported, for example, that um, the representative, I believe, out of Nebraska said that he was very open to perhaps working with Democrats on a moderate Republican speaker if the Republicans cannot get their act together. And when you have such a slim majority hmm. and. Oh, and by the way, um, I'm just going to mention this. I, I, I started to mention it a little bit earlier, but I thought uh, uh, it might be. Well, uh, for everybody who hated Miss Nancy. And I don't know how you can after the speech she gave today, but no accounting. Y'all going to really hate her replacement. The new minority leader will probably be Hakeem Jeffries of New York. And he is as centrist as they come. And uh, he's a, I mean, he's a, he's a machine politician. Now I'm not damning I'm not damning him out of the gate. I'm just he may he may prove to be an excellent minority leader, and uh, when the time comes, he may be a fantastic speaker. Uh, he will be the first African American minority leader in the uh, in the House, and he may become the first African American speaker of the House in 24, hopefully. But uh, he's uh, not exactly a. stirring banner carrier for the left. Ha! The left. What left? But 
we've heard me say that before. And uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, as uh, Pramila Jayapal said, they don't have an accomplished speaker the way we've had Speaker Pelosi. They have Kevin McCarthy, who is not going to be able to bring that caucus, I don't know how she avoided saying circus, in my view, together. They're going to fight with each other. And she went on to say, bless her heart, it is going to be, instead of Dems in disarray, which always used to be a problem, we were described in that way, this, not Dems in disarray, this is Republicans in ruin. I think we might want to hang on the might might want to hang on to that that line Republicans in ruin because you know the 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 carcass uh, its members are out there braying and grunting with the exception of marginal trailer queen who seems to have gone and made a separate piece uh, about how Kevin McCarthy ain't got the votes and Kevin McCarthy ain't got the power oh and by the way Remember Maddie, Mad- Madison Maddie Cawthorn, who looked so cute in that little black lace maiden form? Uh, well, Maddie has quit the premises. Elvis has left the building. He has cleared out his office in the house. You know, he got his ass handed to him in the primary. And, you know, his replacement doesn't take office until uh, early January, but mm, Maddie's had enough. And so uh, the, there's 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 nothing but dust bunnies left in his office, there at the house, and he's pretty much quit his job. He won't quit cashing the last two months' paychecks because those are pretty tasty. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he's going to go on a lingerie cruise. He. Uh, and and uh, you know Republicans in ruin. I think Pramila Jayapal is absolutely right. You got Maddie Cawthorn running away. Yes, bless his heart is said in a southern way, Ralph. Bless his heart. God love him. He can't help it. Uh, then there's Elise Stupidnik. She, uh, well, after nitwit Nero's speech and <laughs> God I, did you ever did you ever think you'd see a day where you could quote an Eagles tune about a political gathering the people who showed up to watch uh, the, the jiggling wad of adipose tissue and petty grievances announce his presidential run well uh once they got there, they were stuck there. And so, you know, there you are. You can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. Welcome to the hotel, Mara Lardass. Such a lovely time, such a lovely time. Mirrors on the ceiling. And an orange jackass. 
We are all just prisoners here of our own device. Yeah. Elise Stepidnik doubled down and uh, <laughs> Matthew Dowd said, I think it's a sign of weakness as it always has been with Trump and his folks. Every time they know they're in a bad place, they create this false bravado where they do this. I gotta say something about Stefanik. What she did is like what she did is like the person who buys a ticket while the Titanic is sinking. I told you this pro this episode had a little flavor of Titanic Tuesday to it. What she did is like the person who buys a ticket while the Titanic is sinking. She's the only person in history to buy a ticket on the Titanic while it's sinking. And he went on to say, uh, being as completely craven as she can be, because she'll get into that with Donald Trump, and now she can now she can get out. I think the same is true of Kevin McCarthy. Oh, enjoy it, Elise. <laughs> you moron. Um, Republicans in ruin. I'm really fond of that. Uh, uh, Flavio, with a good question. Could you imagine Lauren Bobo, marginal trailer queen, questioning Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris would dog walk Lauren Bobo and marginal trailer queen. That'll be some comedy gold. And, you know, we're going to need to laugh for the next couple of years. And I will do my dead-level best, I promise you. I will do my dead-level best to make sure that there's that, that, that we, we do. We laugh a lot. Um, okay, uh, Steve in New York, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. I was going to say something, but I held back. He's, he's straight-up fucking awful. He's an acolyte of Democrat Dove Hykend, who endorsed Lee Zeldin and is a supporter of Ron DeSantis. Dove Hykend tweeted, Was on Fox and Friends this morning to discuss the red wave that didn't materialize. If Republicans are honest, they'll face the fact that Trump has to move on so the party can look toward leaders like Ron DeSantis to restore sanity and prosperity. Wow. I didn't know that, Steve. That's... Creepy AF. Ew. Um. And uh, Matt in San Francisco with a note. Nancy. Missed the first hour of the show. Just wanted to say I was really sad listening to Nancy's speech today. She's a class act, even down to the white suit she wore as she let folks know she's exiting leadership stage left. I will forever be proud that she represented the people of San Francisco. And if I understand correctly, she's going to continue to represent the people of San Francisco, Matt. She's just not going to run for House leadership. She was just reelected. Um, but she did. She, she was stirring. And we will not see her like again. And I fear, I, I, I dare to say that at some point in time there will be people who excoriated her who wind up saying just as I you know and, and, and it's okay. You know, I, I I've never been more proud in my life to be wrong about something 
than than as wrong as I was about Joe Biden. I was wrong, and I am happily wrong. So glad I was wrong. Because he has proven himself a man for the moment. And even the time that, you know, he'll soon be at the halfway mark of his presidency on January 20th, 2023. And, you know, were it not for Kurtz, I'm sorry, the Chaos Muppets, Kurtzy and Kirsty Cinema and Joe to the Mansion Born, imagine what more we might have gotten done. We might have been able to slap Mitch McConnell around a little bit and get some of those bills off that out of that puddle of blood and dust on his desk. Nancy did her job. She did it well. And well, you know, après elle, le déluge. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Uh, Christopher in Oregon. Maddie Cawthorn all packed up with nowhere to go. Poor Maddie, he tussled with the money changers and got the boot. Hope his cousin has room for him. <laughs> Hope it doesn't hurt too little. Um, by the way, uh, Billable Rick with a note. Breaking news, Florida's Stop Woke Act enjoined by federal judge. U.S. District Judge Mark Walker, a 2012 Obama appointee in Tallahassee, has blocked key provisions of Ron Monkeyup DeClantis's Stop Woke Act. He even went so far as to call the Stop Woke Act positively dystopian. He authored a 139-page ruling. Noting that it's a, a howling violation of academic freedom and the First Amendment. Consider that the Stop Woke Act says that a professor can't express approval of affirmative action as an idea worthy of merit during class time. This caused District Judge Mark Walker to write, The First Amendment does not permit the state of Florida to muzzle its university professors, impose its own orthodoxy of viewpoints, and cast us all into the dark. Rather than combat woke ideas with countervailing news in the marketplace of ideas, uh, learned hand there, the state has chosen to eliminate one side of the debate. Uh, that 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 creepy woman who's uh, De- DeClantis's spokes creep uh, declined to comment and uh, about the ass beating he had just gotten, as did uh, the Florida Attorney General. Because the state of Florida marched into court and said, the state has full power to restrict what public university professors as state employees can say in their classrooms. 
And uh, he also, back in August, this same judge blocked other fascist provisions from the disgusting DeSantis administration that forbade employers from uh, enacting workplace anti-bias training. I'm not kidding. Thank you, Billable. And uh, Ron in Raleigh reminds us, uh, in the UK, the new chairman of the Exchequer has put forth a proposal for a windfall profit tax as well as a tax increase for the top wage earners. Why the hell can't we do that? Um, hasn't, uh, Hasn't President Biden talked about that? I mean, you know why we can't do that. The chaos Muppets. The House might have considered something like that, you know, after the midterms. But there's no sense in sending it to the Senate because the chaos Muppets, Kirstie and Joe, would have a great big honking terrible sad. And just a reminder, we've had a, a lot of questions over the year. And remember, I am the mansion whisperer. Um, about, you know, Joe perhaps switching parties. Not going to happen. Because in a primary fight, say, with uh, Looney Mooney, he'd lose the primary. Just based on that, uh, that scientific law that says when voters are offered a choice between a real Republican and Republican light, they'll always choose the real Republican. And they would go with the maggot Looney Mooney. I'm more worried about Curtsy and Kirsten. She has she has, she has all the loyalty of a catfish. And she might be persuadable to come on over to the maggot side. I mean the money's a hell of a lot better. Uh But, you know, that's why we can't do something like that, Ron. Um, and Fabio has noted that uh, Lauren Bobblehead Bubert's lead over Andrew Frisch has shrunk. Um, and it may, according to the Associated Press, possibly trigger a uh, recount. Oh, and by the way, I had a note, uh, speaking of Colorado, I had a note from Lady B. And, you know, Lady B always brings uh, her A-game. She said, uh, I just read that Nancy Pelosi stepped down from House leadership. She will now not serve as House Minority Leader. It's obvious this decision is made in light of the attack on her husband. I will add editorially and parenthetically, she's not going to be part of House leadership, but given her seniority, I would guess that she's going to have her choice of whatever committee she chooses to be ranking member of. And if, 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 if and this is a big if, if any of those goddamn maggots have any brains at all, 
anybody who thinks that they're going to wind up with a chairmanship is gone full Judge Smales hoping that Nancy doesn't wind up the ranking member. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy, give me the Billy Baru. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Because she will make life a living hell for anyone she is opposite. You, you know they're going to give a chair to Marginal Trailer Queen. You know they're going to do that. Because we know that Marginal Trailer Queen's already struck a separate piece. I know, I'm just fantasizing now. But it's healthy. And I'm just <laughs> thinking of Nancy saying, wherever, wherever Marge goes, if they give her if they give her a chairmanship, I want the ranking. I want the ranking minority member of that of that committee. Because I'm going to make her cry. Anyway, Lady B says she had a good run, and I hope her successor will do just as well. He won't, but I'm of two opinions on her decision. The first one is of anger and sympathy. Not anger at her, but at all those Americans who refuse to accept a woman in any type of power. For years, all we would hear about Pelosi is that she was the devil and ruining this country. Never mind that she needed the cooperation of the Senate to get anything passed. It was her fault the country was falling apart, be it jobs, roads, the cost of medicine, or inflation. Somehow everything was her fault. It was sexism at its worst. Because despite all our gains as the most powerful democracy in the world, we still can't stand to see women in a leadership position. However, the other side of me is incredibly pissed off at her. Granted, she held her head high through all the slander and male grievances, but she tried to remain above the fray for way too long. It took her husband almost being killed for reality to sink in that some folks despised her. What could she have done about that? I really don't know. But obviously, protection for him was severely lacking. Why did she think he would be okay by himself? I get that he probably insisted on staying out of the limelight, but angry white men and women who were taught to vilify her for years tried to overthrow the government in a coup. They came to Washington looking to kill her. Why did she think being rich and living in a nice neighborhood was going to protect her husband? Doesn't she know that if a white person really wants to harm you, they will find a way? Well, this is, this is kind of hard for some white people to comprehend. And I want to emphasize white. White people can go in Caucasian anytime, anywhere. Look how liberal whites talk about how they attend Trump rallies just to see what's going on. Granted, the guy's a rough-looking mofo, yet he still managed to enter what was most likely a gated community and go to the third person in line to the presidency's house and cause what will be a permanent decline in cognition to her 80-year-old husband. If it didn't, it certainly shortened his life. The danger to America's complacent leaders is in the skin color of their enemies. In this case, David DePape's skin color gave him the privilege to walk around a rich neighborhood and not raise a single eyebrow amongst Paul and Nancy Pelosi's neighbors. White privilege aside, I hope Washington's elite, and let's face it, they are, understand that a threat isn't something you brush aside as the ravings of the lunatic fringe. White maggots be serious about what they believe, and that is that everyone is out to get them, even those of us minorities who don't care. 
Right-wing media have whipped them into a completely unnecessary frenzy. Well, you and me can talk about why it was necessary. It's the only way to keep them going to the polls. That white, and I do mean white, hot frenzy. She and the regular media stood by for years and let this happen because they thought the average American was only worthy of pity and or contempt. Now the country's paying the price for Washington's aloofness. I don't know that she held the American people in, in, in low esteem, Lady B. I think she had a job to do, and she did it, and she did it extremely well. And all along, she knew, it's clear, she talked about it, she knew what a threat the terrorists who attacked the Capitol on January the 6th were. She knew, and she spoke openly about it, and she, she condemned those who did not. And, Lord God, she called them out today. I hope she keeps her seat long enough to get a good dem to replace her. Then she and hubby can pack up and move to the south of France. She's earned it. But the next time she and the Washington elite want to blow off a bunch of angry white people who wish to see her dead is just misguided and in need of prayers, better think twice. Most folks have guns and privilege, and they damn sure know how to use both. In many ways, you are not wrong. I don't think she's going to run off to the south of France. I think she will serve honorably as long as she feels capable of it. Uh, And I think she will be hell on wheels as just another member of Congress. She may actually revel uh, in that possibility. Well, I've got Ralph's giggling. Oh, my God, MTG opposite Nancy Pelosi, LOL. I know. It, we're going we're gonna to need those little moments of uh, joy and delight. And Darlene in Connecticut says, Don't forget, Paul Pelosi inadvertently put himself on the map with his DUI this past summer. He drew a lot of attention to himself. He did. And, you know, if it was anybody else's DUI, it never would have made the front page. Probably wouldn't have made the back. Just maybe a mention on the police blotter. But it happened. It happened. And I'm sure she was furious. And she had a right to be. Um, I'm still laughing. Can we please keep it about Hunter Biden? That needs to be a t-shirt. It does. And uh, Stephen New York says, uh, subject line, Lady B, you know what? I'm glad she just wrote this. White folks, especially white males like me, need to receive regular reminders of exactly what Lady B wrote. Now that I think of it, my oinking at the police seems to illustrate the point. They did nothing but oink back. I'm pretty sure this is what Lady B meant. Um... Like I said, Lady B never brings anything but her A-game. And just a reminder, because we've become rather good at this uh, in this program. Y'all, America has a Nazi problem. They had a... uh, They had a book fair at Harvard... Pack the Kai and Hobbit Yard. They had a book fair at, at, at Quincy House in Harvard Square. According to the Harvard Crimson, 
in the student newspaper there. A video posted by NSC131 Tuesday on the online video sharing platform Odyssey showed members of the group, NSC131, performing an apparent Nazi salute in front of the Democracy Center, a Cambridge meeting house where the Boston Anarchist Book Fair was taking place over the weekend. Members of the group pounded on the doors and windows of the building and lunged at passers-by on the street. You want to punch a Nazi? One of them said. Come on, motherfucker! Um, The Anti-Defamation League says uh, members of the NSC-131, that's the National Socialist Club, by the way, and uh, the 131... Uh, I don't know. 13 plus 1 is 14. High H-A- I don't know. I got nothing. But uh, they, they showed up and harassed people. Um, and the ADL said that they consider themselves soldiers fighting a war against a hostile Jewish-controlled system. The Jews. Oh, dear. That is deliberately plotting the extinction of the white race. See, that, that's, a classic, that's a classic example of the fluidity of whiteness. Nazis don't consider Jews to be white. Even even if they're paler than a bar of ivory soap. Their goal is to form an underground network of white men who are willing to fight against their perceived enemies through localized direct action. And they've had dalliances with the Proud Boys, the Patriot Front, the base... Don't know if they've had anything to do with the Boogaloo Incel Tactical Command Headquarters Executive Staff. Um, They've uh, brawled in front of Drag Queen Story Hour in Jamaica Plains, a neighborhood in Boston. Uh, Curiously, uh, somebody actually called the cops. And uh, the Cambridge Police Department said... uh, our officers were unable to locate the van in which the men left Harvard Square. They were all wearing khakis. They were all wearing black jackets. They were all wearing ball caps. And they were all wearing black masks. I'm guessing that kind of attire sort of stands out in uh, Harvard Yard. But... Well, couldn't find them. Wow. A book fair. The anarchist book fair. Because, see, Nazis don't believe in a world where there is a marketplace of ideas. They are in complete agreement with Ron Monkey up DeClantis in that regard. And there's a reason that the Venn diagram of Nazis and Ron DeClantis is just a circle. 
I mean, I don't know that I would have gone to the anarchist book fair. It might have been interesting. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's, there's actually a lot of think, a political thought in all of that. Remembering that anarchy is a is a Greek derivative. It means without leaders. An in, in, in Greek is without, and archons were the leaders of ancient Athens. An archon is to be without archons, that is to be without leaders. But that is an intolerable state of affairs for Nazis, because their ideology is so weak and so hateful and so putrid and so ugly that it cannot withstand scrutiny. And so Nazis, being Nazis, tend to uh, use means present within democratic um, within within democratic structures to obtain power, and then they disassemble the democratic structures. Witness, for instance, the maggots' refusal to honor subpoenas. And so now congressional subpoenas are going to be meaningless because I sincerely hope that won't now that the maggots are in charge of the House that every time they issue a subpoena that the subject will go, hey, remember all those subpoenas y'all, y'all didn't honor? We're not honoring them either. Fuck off. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We've reached the halfway point of the program. We've got $1,150 to go in, the fund, in fundraising. We are badly behind, as we all too often are. And if we could, if we could knock things down uh, uh, further, it'd be beautiful. I mean, the one I got one bill for $300 that's waiting. Another for five. Another for 250. Um, and it's nerve-wracking, and that's not even the electricity. So, yeah. uh, oh, by the way, speaking of maggots, an oath keeper done lost her shit in court today. Uh, Dan Friedman reporting live for Mother Jones at uh, a trial of January sixth insurrectionists. Um, reported on Jessica Watkins who during testimony lost it under questioning by U.S. Attorney Alexandra Hughes and said uh, she started burbling and babbling about the stolen election. Her pettifogger, a guy named Jonathan Crisp, said, at any point did anyone say, now it's time to enter the Capitol, now it's time to stop the certification? No, sir. I thought the certification was over. But then she got inside and she said she got pissed off about the stolen election. And she was in pain because her ribs had done been broke. And Alexandra Hughes, the U.S. assistant U.S. attorney, has started drilling down. 
despite the fact you were charged with obstructing an official proceeding, you never said that you believed there was no official proceeding to obstruct. And then, bang. I was angry. I accepted full responsibility for what happened in this hallway. And I know that opens me up to criminal responsibility. I know that I'm going to get charged. Uh, she probably meant convicted. Uh, for I get it. And then, because uh, Alexandra Hughes pressed her, she started shrieking. Half this country feels this way still. Half this country still feels disenfranchised by this election. We didn't have a free and fair election. And meanwhile, over at defense counsel table, um, I suspect one of her lawyers was heard to uh, utter the famous word made made famous by Daffy Duck and said, Mother. You know, that's when that's right before the right before the anvil lands. Gee, Jessica. Well, the thing is we're having a we're having a felony trial for Jessica Watkins. Uh, who, by the way, is a a, a US Army veteran. She comes from the Buckeye State. And she said, uh, well, yeah. We didn't have a free and fair election. Which is another way of, which is maggot speak for, we done lost. We didn't get the, res the, the, the outcome that we wanted and we believed a burbling gas bag. Uh, even even though the evidence is entirely in the other direction. But we're having a felony trial for her. And I don't have the particulars before me, but we're having a felony trial for her. And even if she's convicted, it'll be a damn miracle if she sees a year inside a federal prison. Jesus. Because free, the only free and fair elections are the ones where the maggots win. We understand that, right? Sure. <sighs> Oath keepers. And by the way, yesterday, the House of Representatives passed a piece of bipartisan legislation that addresses the grave problem of non-disclosure agreements uh, in employment contracts and in particularly with reference to uh, sexual assault. Uh, these things uh, are more in use than perhaps we th we're aware. And basically, they limit the ability of a uh, of, of a victim to go public with allegations of workplace sexual assault and harassment. The sentiment, the, the sentiment, Jesus, Robin, the Senate has already passed the bill by unanimous consent. Over there. The Republicans had the common good sense not to object when when unanimous consent was requested. 
So the House is actually the final step. They passed it. President Biden will sign the Speak Out Act as soon as it gets to his desk. Here's the thing, though. 109 Republicans voted against it. 109 Republicans voted in favor of forcing sexual assault victims to remain silent. Oh, let's see. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's uh, Louis Asparagus Gomert. And uh, there's Paul Gosar, the demon dentist of the desert. There's Marginal Trailer Queen. Uh, there's Lauren Bobblehead Boobert. How, mu- how much of a self-hating woman must you be to vote against other women who have been sexually assaulted? 109. It's a long list. I'm not going to read them all. I'm just looking for the usual suspect. Uh, Rogers of Alabama, of course. Um... H. Right. Oh, there's Jim Jacket off Jordan. He looked the other way when uh, when boys were being raped. So, and and he, I bet he sure wishes there'd been an NDA there. Uh, there's Doug Lamalfa, and there's Doug Lamborn of Colorado. There's uh, uh, Massey from Kentucky, Stan. Uh, there's Lee Zeldin. There's Joe Uli Wilson of South Carolina, Stan, whose real name isn't Joe. There's Daniel Webster from Florida. There's Mo Brooks Les Brames in Alabama. Sexual assault fans, how about that? Pramila Jayapal said, uh, This bill empowers survivors of sexual assault and harassment to speak openly about their experiences and pursue the justice they deserve. I was proud to be a co-lead on this bill, and I'm so glad we got it done. And by the way, one in three women in the United States report having faced sexual harassment in the workplace. And more than one-third of the U.S. workforce is bound by non-disclosure agreements that silence victims of sexual assault and sexual abuse. Well, but the future leaders of the Congress... Well, they like the idea of some uh, silence among the sexual assault victims. Yeah, there was, there was Matt. It just gates worse. <laughs> I guess he has a reason for that for his vote. God. Well, anyway, 
Uh, let's run over to the uh, let's run over to the Skype line. Check in with Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, Robin. How are you? Oh, you just missed me tinkling. I really didn't need to know that. Oh no, you did see your mind immediately goes to the gutter. No, I was thinking I, of the coffee cup. <laughs> yes, that's what I was doing. I topped it off. My mind is I not think. in the gutter. Oh, all right. Well, that must be me. What are you doing to the kitty cat? Nothing. Well, she seems agitated about something. Don't misgen don't misgender Socrates. Well, I always refer to all kitties as she's. I don't Sexist. know why. Well, no, I just... Uh... I'm playing. No, um, it's bitter cold outside. <laughs> so, How cold uh, is it? Um, okay. It, okay, it, it's, it's, maybe we wouldn't call it bitter cold, but it's unpleasant and it's wet. And we don't like for him to be outside and cold and miserable. So... Uh, well, how, that's good of you. You're a good human. He's... I, well, we, we try. And he's... Uh, uh, he is presently um, spending time here in the studio because he's a very good kitty, and it's 30 degrees outside. Ooh, ooh, ooh. just gave me a shiver. <laughs> oh, but wait, it's gonna get it's gonna get it's gonna get down to 26 tonight. Oh my lord, I just and I was complaining the other night. It got all the way down to like 46 or 58 or 48 overnight and i'm just uh, the misery the agony <laughs> the things i have to go Shut through up. in california <laughs> i uh i have a correct not a correction but i want to amplify your i want to answer your question about jim jordan's uh congressional pin okay secret piercings that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i'll let the listeners Conjure up really, really, Scott. Are you suggesting that Jim Jacketoff Jordan has a uh, Prince Albert Congress pin? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't going to go there. Oh, you were going for the geesh. Wait, may, no, maybe it's a nipple pin. Well, I was going to say it's a, if I had to guess, it's the right nipple. Everything's right. About yeah, because not, not, yeah, he, he could never do anything left. No, no. By right, I don't mean correct. I mean, here's your left hand. Dexter, right hand. yes, the 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 dexterous nipple. Jesus, Scott, we were doing so good with the program this evening. Everybody's got to have a purpose, and mine apparently is this. I uh, just dragging the program off into the gutter. All right, well, let, let me let me do a. Uh, uh, then again, I'm the one who mentioned the Prince Albert, so you know. Let me. I couldn't remember what the name of that was. I, uh, so I'm, I'm ashamed you, of myself for knowing. Well, no, see, you have, but see, cause whenever anybody gets on you about knowing stuff, just say it's show, re show research, it's show prep, you know, and just let them be with that. I, uh, I wanted to give a, a Commander Scott update. Yes. I went, I went yesterday to get my flu shot and to get my, uh, uh, current uh, uh, COVID booster, and I was a good boy. They didn't give me a lollipop, but uh, I did. Uh, I did uh, talk to the person who injected me about uh, metaphysical things. Uh, he asked about my ring, 
and uh, I explained the metaphysical principles behind moonstones, that they are like the recording devices, cosmic recording devices of, of gemstones. Wait, what? Yeah, didn't you know that? No, tell me more, because I've got I, my, 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 my everyday earrings are a pair of moonstone studs. Okay, is that your? Is that your? It's not your birthstone. I think it's one of my birthstones. No, it's not. No, my birthstone is um, um, amethyst. <laughs> no, it's not amethyst. Uh, it's uh, garnet. Garnet. Yes, we have a street out here called Garnet in Pacific Beach. I think it's an avenue. Well, which one? You said a specific beach. What? Pacific Beach. Work with the me. Big, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I got my shot. This is from now on. This this is what I'll use to blame. This is the blame I'll attach. If I, I haven't been right since I got my shots, you know. But it was, all the maggots you know, will love you. The anti-vaxxers will be plum crazy about you. It was. Uh, oh, I'm still voting Democratic. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, the shot didn't affect me that much. But uh, anyway. So they, well, was, wait, 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 wait. You're getting questions. Um. Stephen New York's Scott's ring. Did his ring also indicate he's heir to the throne of Gondor? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't like jobs involving regalia. I, you know, give me a simple life. I, you know, watching uh, all the pomp and ceremony surrounding the uh, departure of Her Majesty the Queen recently. It's just too much I, trouble. I just, I mean, as. I'm not saying do it like we do things over here, but there is just, you know, the satin pillow and the royal, you know, flatulence catcher. You know, she's sitting on that throne. You know that, you know, if she eats the... Well, if there's a royal taster, there's probably a royal sniffer, too. <laughs> oh, this program's irretrievably broken now. <laughs> well, you know that they've got a fucking uh, special thing that's kept in the tower somewhere... You know, for, and then they bring it out for ceremonial purposes. I just, it's just too much shit to go through. I could never be queen. Tis the royal bum sponge. Yeah, the bum sponge, yes. Bring us, come hither with the bum, bum sponge. But, so anyway, I, you know, watching all that, I said, I don't know where the hell I was going. Oh, the, the, the I don't either. And I have to tell you, though. <laughs> Uh, Matt in San Francisco, uh, just Scott's speed record. That's the fastest trip to the gutter yet. <laughs> well, I got my uh, my handy pass. Whoosh! <laughs> you know, like on the road, road yeah. race out here and uh, out there on the East Coast, they you know the quick pass. What are those things on the speedways? Where, where speed you, pass. Speed pass. Yeah, it's on your bumper. It's a barcode. It's a, that's it's the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast. But anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, I was at the pharmacy getting, <laughs> getting my shots like a good citizen. And uh, the guy asked about my ring. And it's basically a sterling silver. It's a moonstone in a, in a like a silver setting. Not sterling. It's a silver setting. And I got it a couple of years before I moved out here. And it's the recording device of gemstones. In other words, the theory goes... The, the person who, who has the moonstone object, whether it's ring or earrings or whatever, apparently it picks up stuff about your life so that the possessor, once I'm long gone, 
the future possessor of the ring, if they're at all psychically sensitive, uh, will be able to. Uh, it's like the, hitting the uh, the replay button in a football game. Okay, so the guy says, "Well, so if I understand this, the guy says, so you coming in here to get your two vaccinations today has been captured." And I said, yeah, that's the essence of it. And I said, so, so give us all a big grin and a wave, you know, for anybody who's watching this. Well, he must have thought I was out of my fucking mind, Robin. You know, and it was too short, too short a time after the injections to blame it on them, you know. But anyway, I'm just glad I got it done. I, I was feeling just a wee bit uh, fuzzy last night, and I'm not sure yet today how I feel, but don't let that stop people from getting their, uh, doing their civic duty and, and, and being responsible. Now, and now you said duty. Now, and I see you're, you're, you're injecting things into this that just need to be there. Okay. So is that why I called? No, I don't think it is. We'll get there. We've got (laughs) through the gutter, but we'll get there. Uh, I do have a, a TV viewing cap, I think. Yes. I was reading, I get uh, Esquire magazine. Don't ask me why. I used to like it back in the in those 70s and 80s, but it's apparently under new management now, and the writing's not quite the same. And it's too much goddamn fashion. I have no interest. In, I mean, look at me. <laughs> look at, On the radio, a, he said. Am I, am I a fashion place? No, I don't think. I like Scott. I like to think of you there, a palm tree out the window, a dude with a a dude with a leaf blower not far away, and 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 you're 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 sitting in your overstuffed Chesterfield with a smoking jacket and a pipe, preferably pants. No, 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 none of that. No, don't 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 spoil it for me. I mean, all right, yeah, neatly trimmed beard and. The, the, and, 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 the, and, and the and the briar has to be curved. It has to yeah, the, the stem has to be curved. It can't be yeah. can't be one of those straight pipes. To, to... <sighs> oh no, those nineteen fifties Ward Cleaver pipes. No, never. Not in my mouth. <laughs> Stop it! Just I need I need an attendant here. Is what it is. I need somebody to zap me with a little Joe Azuzu buzzer and a mild shock whenever I veer off into these questionable areas. And I still can't remember. Oh, I was telling you about the movie that I watched. I was telling you about the movie. It's on Netflix. I saw an, an, a review, I think, on the Esquire website. Jonah Hill. Do you remember uh, the actor Jonah Hill? Heavy set fellow with the, the, the uh, wild look in his eye. He was in the uh, what was that uh, movie about the the Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Did, did you ever see that? Yes. Okay. Well, apparently a couple of years ago, Jonah Hill hooked up with this psychiatrist in the area where he lives. I guess L.A. or New York. Now hooked up. No, no, I mean, he became a patient. Okay, okay, okay. Just checking. It's 2022. All right. This man, Dr. Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z, I believe it is, uh, 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 had such a profound impact on Jonah Hill's well-being 
he asked him to make a documentary with him. Okay, and it's called Stutz, as in Bearcat. Okay. So anyway, I watched it on on the recommendation of Esquire. I watched it last night. I'm still not sure what I saw. Uh, I guess some people who watch it will get something more out of it than I did. But I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not going to, you know, try to influence the, the viewers. If you have Netflix, watch it because. I thought it was very good. You don't often see human vulnerability and people wanting to make a difference in other people's lives, lives in that in that area. It's not a well documentaried field, I don't think. I mean, the last film I remember about mental health was like Snake Pit, and we know how long ago that was. You know. And you don't come out of the theater humming the theme song by any means. So, anyway, check that out if you want. Hold on here. As if I haven't had enough coffee, I've got to take a sip. I'm sure somebody's written in with a snide comment about my behavior thus far. So go ahead and read one. No, no, actually, it's not snide. Uh, uh, Matt in San Francisco said, uh, Chesterfield, my father used to yell at us kids to stop jumping up and down on the Chesterfield. Why he did not say couch remains a mystery. Thanks for jogging that memory. Well, I thought maybe. Well, Matt, I thought maybe you were smashing. I thought maybe you were smashing his cigarettes. Chesterfield. If you kept kept them between the the cushions, and your foot went down just the wire, now you have you have crushed Daddy's Chesterfields. Stop jumping in fit. And 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 uh, the divan, the divan. We had divans here. I, I heard the a thousand years ago. I used to hear the word divan. D i v a n. Yeah, that divan is divine. That divan is divone. Yes. No, wait a minute. That's divine sitting on the divan. Yeah, right. It's a mighty sturdy divan with divine on it. Anyway, well, there's a there's a number of well, I, I wanted to know you said, uh, but uh, I got a note from. Uh, See, I've even confused you now. Yeah, no, but uh, you know, Lady B always brings her A game. Oh yes. And hi, Lady B. Hi, Lady B. Uh, what you just said about Joe Manchin to me, that's bullshit, and I fucking hate it that it has to be that way. We have to put up with clowns like Joe Manchin not wanting to help poor Americans because some West Virginians like holding the fucking country hostage. They like their state being the laughing, laughing stock of the stock of the country. Let me stop there, and ever so gently push back. We don't like it. Some of us work hammer and tongs to make it better. But as uh, as 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 Tracy and I were talking about on Tuesday, we got no bench. The not having a bench problem among the Democrats is not limited. It, it, I mean, West Virginia is not immune. There's no bench in Alabama either. There's no bench in Mississippi. Um, there's, there's a lot of places where the Democratic Party has no bench. And that's not to say we don't have good Democrats in West Virginia. We do. But Joe Manchin, for all intents and purposes, owns the Democratic Party of West Virginia. Part of the reason he'll never switch over and be a Republican. Um, what we don't have is choices. Anybody who primaries Joe Manchin, and I'm not kidding, okay, I'm not getting all Alex Jones. 
Anybody who primaries Joe Manchin or says bad things about Joe Manchin will forever be on the Joe Manchin shit list. And you do not get off Joe Manchin's shit list. It's a forever thing. And once you're on, you just kind of have to deal with it. Um, well, it's perfect. And, and so, and, and so uh, maybe somebody will primary him in 24. But once they've had their ass handed to them, their political career will be forever over. Now, it's not like that for running against, say, Looney Mooney in the House or, uh, uh, or, uh, or, or Crazy Carol Miller because you're doing the work of a Democrat opposing a Republican. But well, where Joe Manchin is concerned, no. And, and he, does, he does not care if the Democratic Party of West Virginia falls to complete rubble around him because he still maintains his power uh, but lady lady b continues and says in fact robin i'd say every time you slip into a southern accent not your own i expect really the southern accents that, that i try so hard to use my broadcast standard damn i expect it to be about some cruel and pompous southern politician you acknowledge that the rest of the country considers many southern states a laughing stock when it comes to politicians and that some parts of the south are irretrievably broken nancy pelosi should be lauded she conducted herself well got a lot done and made history she lives in a bubble dare i say anyone who will lay claim to serving in high office to help others has a touch of grandiose about them does that mean she personally looked down on us no but to take up the mantle to help all Americans is a bit presumptuous if you think about it. Well, I think, I think well, I, I've said it before about any, there's got to be something. There, it, it, just the simple fact that you want to run for president means that there's probably a character flaw in play. And I guess maybe you could say it about running for any, uh, any office in the national government. Um, it seems like our helpers are usually wealthy people who, want, who went to great schools. Very few of them have ever lived lives like we have. They always seem to pander to the moderates who, despite being pissed on, are indecisive about whether we should help the impoverished, the single mothers, stop cops from killing minorities, and a crappy health care system. Oh, by the way, I just heard your cat meow. What a little darling. Oh, and hey, Scott, you and Robin are pure trouble. Uh, anyway, I started this out about it, and we are. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. It just just has developed yeah. over the years. That, that starts with T, and that rhymes with T, and that stands for pool. <laughs> it's trouble. It's trouble. Right here in River City. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I started this out about Joe Manchin. Joe looks down on y'all, but he appears to be your best option. And you guys accept that shit? You accept it because it's the best you have? Christ Almighty, that is a little pathetic, don't you think? Yeah, sure, it's pathetic, but it's also reality. We don't have a bench. Um, I'm trying to remember the next time uh, uh, Archmore in a bad wig, Shelley, is up for re-election. A Democrat can run against her, and it will not affect their uh, overall. But the thing is, when you've got a political bench, you've got to be you've got to be willing, and that political bench is not going to come from anywhere except maybe the legislature, maybe a mayor, but no. So that means that if we've got a good member of the West Virginia House, 
I mean, we can't look to the Senate because there's only one Democratic member of the West Virginia Senate. It's 16 to 1. So that means the, the, the few in the House, if you've got a good one, uh, they're going to have to give that seat up in order to run a long-shot campaign against Archmore in a bad wig. And it's even more of a long shot with Joe Manchin. I mean, I, I guess, Lady B, I guess it is pathetic. But it's pathetic like it's pathetic in Arkansas. Jesus Christ on a cracker. They just made Sarah uh, Jethreen Bodine the governor of their state. You know, which is interesting because, remember, the, uh, the, 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 the Clampets came from Arkansas. All of those, all all of those mythical, all of those mythical areas are Arkansas. Bug tussle. Bug tussle. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, who the just shady rest. Governor? Who just became governor? Pixley. Jethreen Bodine, Sarah, 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 Sarah oh, Hustlebuck Sandbags. Oh, oh yeah, I always thought that uh, she. And and, and and I know this is a, this is probably a case of me kicking down, but. Uh, and really, I don't have any. I don't. I don't have anywhere to kick down. But I've got a. I, I love. I love this place with a passion, that 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 burns through me. I I came. I came back here. I, I didn't have to live here. I could have gone. Let's see. When I when I was when I was going when I I graduated from WVU. I was working for CNN. It was 1987, and I was accepted to law school in Wyoming. Mississippi, Alabama, Missouri, a um, few other states. But something in my soul said, go, go back to West Virginia. Um, there's, uh, I, I, I don't know, maybe, there's, there, there, maybe, maybe it was destiny or maybe it, maybe it was karmic punishment. I don't know. But it's not a matter of accepting it. It's a matter... Uh, there's a no, there's a favorite novel of mine where the uh, politi- where the philosoph- the phil- political philosoph- philosophical uh, founder of a movement says face the facts. That's the first thing you have to do. We have to face the facts, and the facts are the Democratic Party in this state, in the short time in which Joe Manchin has been in the ascendant, is almost dead. And it's not getting any better. Uh, there was a there was a great purge of the Democratic Party leadership this summer, and the power behind the throne now is basically Madam Chiang Kai Shek. It's not going to get any better, at least until such time as we can get people excited enough to come out. We're talking about something on the order of a thirty-eight percent. Uh, voter turnout, and I thought that was bad until Tracy told me that the turnout in L.A. was 20-something percent. Wow. And, you know, that's, a, that, 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 that's, just, a, that's just a municipality in California. But that municipality has orders of magnitude more people in it than we do here in West Virginia. You know, if we could, heh, here's a funny thought. If we could get a bunch of liberals to move into West Virginia and stay liberal, it wouldn't take much to turn this state blue. A turnout will turn this state blue. 
I don't know, maybe it would have been worse if the turnout here in this past election would have been 60 or 70 percent. But you know what? At 38 percent, at mm, sure didn't work out too well for us there. Love you, Robin, Lady B says. I wish you could move to a state that would be better for you, one where you could at least get Medicaid, but you have a home and a life there, and thank God your compassion has transcended both your genders and your skin color. I just think you deserve better. You're the most compelling radio personality I've ever listened to. You actually may give us a Thanksgiving show. Who does that, y'all? Somebody who gives a shit, that's who. You have a beautiful soul. You get paid tomorrow, so hopefully that'll help. Thanks for your time. Give Socks for Tease a big hug. Continue to do the Lord's work. She sees you, and she is pleased. Lady B, you have no idea what you do for me. Uh, you, you get all over my soul. And it means more to you than you know. I promise it does. And I think a lot. And I'm, 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 I'm walking all over Scott's, Scott's time here, but Scott is patient and generous. Um... I wish I could tell you the time that I've put into thinking about going somewhere else. But it is a Gordian knot. I have all but one of my children here. I have a grandbaby here that I want to watch to the extent humanly possible for as long as I can grow up God I love those two little girls so very much they're absolutely magic when the five year old runs to me in the morning and says I need my morning hug and I pick her up and I lift her into the air and, she's, and she looks at me and says gotta touch the ceiling so I lift her up over my head so she can high-five the ceiling, and I bring her down, and she, and, and she wraps her arms around me, and she says, I love my morning hug. And she says, here's your morning kiss, and she kisses me on the cheek. I don't think I could ever leave that. If I could well, figure, but but if, if I could figure out some way to, you know, put the clampets on the truck. By the way, that was like a what a 1936 Dodge. No, I think it was 20 some 28. And 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 take us all some. But but you know, again, land is not cheap here. And whatever I could sell this place for, if I went to Washington or Oregon or God knows California or Massachusetts or New York. Or I was talking with our pal Reverbo about it the other day. Maryland. Maryland looks like a really great place for somebody like me to live. Whatever I got for this place wouldn't buy me a postage stamp sized piece of ground to put a refrigerator box on. Well, let me ask you this. Could you raise a valid point? Moving from a place where you have roots to an unknown country, so to speak... Is not an easy thing. I, I've done You've it done several it. times. Right. Yeah. However, it, it's a balancing act. You, you know, you, your fear and trepidation are only part of the equation. There's also the part about the adventure, the discoveries, the future, the people that you might cross paths with, the impact that you might make with them, and the impact that they may make with you. 
you know, and, and you know, you got to weigh it out. And sometimes the practical, the practical aspects of it make it impossible. I mean, how likely is it that you're going to strike oil on your 40 little acres there or however many you've got? You have no idea how many, how many, how many holes <laughs> I've dug. This is like the gophers. Sometimes the gophers. I stand outside with a shotgun, just shooting at at, at, <laughs> at, at random possums for dinner, and hope up, hope that up up through the ground comes a bubbling crude. And see, that defies all stories of oil exploration that I've ever heard before. He was out one day shooting for some food, and up from the ground come a bubbling crude. Well, wait a minute. Hold on, just a minute. does H.L. Hunt know this? <laughs> Does Murchison know this down in Texas? Who was that other wildcatter uh, uh, from uh, those days? I've seen the documentaries about the discovery and the the oil. It doesn't work that way. But the writers are very clever, those Hollyweird writers. They'll come up with the most implausible thing. And before you know it, they've packed up the truck. Granny well, shit, there, there should be awards for people who just come up with, with names like Hooterville and Pixley and Bug Tussle. Bug Tussle? Just think about the meaning of that. And a pig that watches TV and knows how to change the channels. Yes. I mean, what is, is that a secret commentary on how Paul Henning uh, uh, regarded the viewers? Or the or the people who run television, I don't know. There's probably some deep stuff in there that we'll just we're never meant to know to know. But I well, we would welcome you out here, Robin. We can you get your uh, oh yeah your, until I tried to order grits or something. Well, we have grits out here. I'm sure you can find them. Oh no, I know Tra- Tra- Tracy. <laughs> uh, I know two people who who have awesome pl- who know awesome places for grits. I I think I could. And but you you've worn me off the buttermilk. That could be a problem. What can a cow give buttermilk? I mean, come on. Stop it. Uh, oh, that doesn't deserve anywhere near the tinkle you gave me. I, I thought it did, and that's it's it's, it's my call. It's my show. All right, Quit it. All right, all right. By the way, Ron and Rom- Raleigh says be sure to tell Scott to watch a Christmas story story. It's the sequel to a Christmas story. And it's set in the 1970s, and uh, the kid has grown up and has a family of his own. Oh, Ralphie has grown up? Yeah, Ralphie all grown up and has a family of his own. And Just shoot your eye out, kid. Now, A Christmas Story story. Now, I love the, uh, the original A Christmas Story. I just, as many times as I've seen it, there are two or three movies that I watch. Christmas in Connecticut. Yes, well, yeah, we've been uh, over this ground, and you know what? It's time to start talking about it. Oh yeah, because uh, there, and at the risk of sounding like some curmudgeon, I was, I confess, a little shocked. Um, the, the 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 kids had been out in the car, and they never put the radio back on public radio like where I keep it. <laughs> Sorry. And what do your wondering eyes appear? Well, it was 90, 99.9 <laughs> FM, and it is already full-time, I kid you not. Holiday music. Christmas music. Oh, God. Now, wait, wait. Don't get me I love Christmas music. I, oh, and now? Now that, I've got, now that I've got full access to all of my human emotions... Oh, I can ball at the at the drop of a hat for oh, yeah. you know. I'll be home for Christmas. Just devastates me. 
especially uh, it, nah, the little nah. drummer boy eh, not so, but but no there there's a subgenre of christmas music that is pure weeper oh yeah yeah it's designed to do that and do, and, and 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 i love it i mean that i've remarked on a million occasions the johnny mathis christmas album is christmas to me and i i think i was just i was just uh, I think I was genetically predisposed to love Johnny Mathis because uh, uh, my parents' song, you know, our song, my parents' song was Chances Are. Oh, my. Chances Are. Don't, 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 don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ruin that. I'm trying to be don't. Young well, you weren't, do, you weren't doing this. Chances are you have to put your finger against your larynx and move it like they uh, greetings, earthlings. You have to do because nobody can do that vibrato like he did. Yeah, I like I like him. He's still around, I think. And I heard that song yesterday. Uh, the, the Australian girl who lives in my phone decided to play it for me, and it just brought me to tears. But no, there's a. St- it's not even Thanksgiving. That's the whole point. You, the Christmas season starts with Thanksgiving. You know, that's when Santa shows up. At, showed up at Macy's and everything. No, we're we're doing Christmas music now. They were put. They were putting Christmas stu- Christmas candy out before Halloween was over. This this. I mean, this is out of hand. Sorry, I'm all better. Okay. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you came around. I did. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Christmas ain't the same, um, and I hate to sound like a writer here, but I mean, I I remember when it was a. It was a more. It was a more special. You know, uh, a a huggy time where you felt just enveloped by good cheer and yeah warmth and and it i don't know what happened and and i and it was i don't think it was just a matter that i became an, an older person an adult or whatever i just and i you know and i mentioned this after the uh, election night i said no just you wait now you know if you've got sick and tired of political commercials now that the last vote has been cast it's going to be nothing but uh um, it's going to be nothing but Medicare add-on plans and uh, what was the other one? Uh, there's some commercial just, just never stops. It, but anyway, it, it, that's – oh, by gosh. By golly. It's time for mistletoe and holly. But anyway, I, I just uh, – one I will pass on is Perry Como. It's, it's comatose. comatose. Oh, leave Perry a, alone. I just never cared for him. I just – just he – sitting on that stool, wearing that sweater, crooning those tunes. No, thank you. Go back and cut hair, Perry. He's a barber. <laughs> Go back and cut hair, Perry. He was a barber, and apparently there are such things as singing barbers, and he was uh, discovered somehow. He was, and the rest, as they say, is history. I'd, and what was that? There was a one song that he did that I just couldn't say. Uh, that'll come to me. Anyway, how did, we, how did you get off on this? Well, we were responding to Lady, Lady B, and then we went off into the, and, and, and I don't know. A Christmas. Oh, story. The, com- the commercial that never stops. Stephen New York asks, "Is that Colonial Pen?" 
No, no, it's along those lines. It's uh, I, I just uh, the the Medicare Advantage add-ons and and, and there's, to, there's well anyway. I give me the name of that movie again because I love a Christmas. It's story. apparently a Christmas story story. Yeah, where's it? Do you know where it where it's running? Um, Ron's listening. Uh, help me, Ron. There are three movies. Help me, Obi Ron. You're our only hope. There are three uh, holiday movies that I always watch: A Christmas Story, Christmas in Connecticut, and uh, uh, it's a. I alternate each year. One year it's A Wonderful Life is the third one, and another year it's. Um, what the hell is the name of that movie? It, the one with Robert Mitchum and Janet Lee, uh, where she's the uh, she gets fired from her store job. As a comparison shopper, somebody can look it up. It's it's and it, 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 just a lovely little movie. I love Robert Mitchum. Oh, who doesn't? Uh, it, well, and and uh, we've heard back from Lady B. Lady B, you got me on the babies. My my nieces and nephews and great nieces are everything to me, and I have twenty eight of them. There's a reason why John Denver wrote songs about both our states, but he did adopt the last name Denver, just saying, well, what? I, I, would, you, would you adopt the name John Fraser's Bottom? Really? John Martinsburg? John Huntington? Okay, Collis P. Huntington was a very wealthy robber baron. I mean, John Left Hand? John Clough? John Looneyville? I'd have chosen Denver, too. Well, his name was like Duke and Dorch or Dutch and Dorf. Dark, Dutch and Dorf. Dark and Doof or something. And Lady B says, you're a West Virginia mountain mama. And I love how the chorus to Rocky Mountain High ends in Colorado. I fucking love it here. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I would, too. Stay put, but continue to make a difference, she says. Come judgment day, the door will be held wide open for you. Joe Manchin will have to negotiate. No, I'm going to sit outside the gates of hell and tease Joe with ice water. From one DJ to another, uh, two, another two DJs, the tower lights are working fine. Your playlist for the hour includes two bathroom and cigarette songs, and the signal has no static at all. Peace to all. It's 28 with snow flurries here. Enjoy the warmth, Floridians and SoCals. Pikes Peak sure looks pretty this time of year, though. Yeah, I can imagine. We're getting flurries. When I went up over uh, Little Sewell and Big Sewell yesterday, uh, the mountain looked like it was uh, it, it, it looked like it was frosted with sugar donut sugar. And it and, and, and winter is cruel, but it has its own majestic beauty. And I try to I, I try to see the beauty in such in, in, in such things. It's mostly just a matter of making sure we stay warm. But Lady B, I get it. I've always wanted to see Colorado, and yeah, maybe someday. I don't know. I get, there's still a lot of places I want to see. I need to spend a lot more time west of the Mississippi. And love you, Haley, but I don't mean Arkansas. So, yeah, I don't even know if Haley's listening right now. But Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. The tower lights are fine. Your playlist for the hour includes two bathroom and cigarette songs, and the signal has no static at all. Well, 
I was going to tell you. Stick to the format. Save your relatability for your friends. I was going to tell you the story of uh, working for a station in Kansas City as a part-timer. I I hated to see Christmas come. I guess this was the first part, the first bit of turning about Christmas. From noon Christmas Day, or noon noon Christmas Eve, no, 6 p.m. Christmas Eve for 24 hours straight, all the part-timers got to come in in six- or eight-hour shifts and play these giant reels of tape of, of continuous Christmas content. And it was, it was, if there is a hell for DJs, there's going to be a section for DJs where... It's a room full of these 12-inch reels. I thought they were 15s. Were they 15? I don't yeah, know. I think they were Big 15s, ass. and they were quarter-inch tape. Big-ass fucking reels. And, and the boxes I had actually, Drake Chenault written on them. Yes, I think they were Drake Chenault, now that you mentioned it. But I, I, I put a reel on, and this is working the overnight shift. I put it at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's now officially Christmas morning when the wee hours... I put the reel on, and I was tired. I mean, I was tired. So I lay down on the studio floor for what I thought would be 40 winks. And the next thing I know, the reel is on the uptake side. Flapper, 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 you know. And the phone lines, all the lines are blinking. Thankfully, the hotline wasn't blinking. You know, the program director's probably drunk off in a corner, you know, with visions of something dancing in his head, and I was so embarrassed because it, you just don't sleep on the on on a job on the job. But I figured, who the hell is up at two o'clock, the wee hours of Christmas morning? And apparently, one of the ladies in the sales department was, and she wasn't happy. So there was a memo about that. I want to tell you, but I I don't know. I maybe that's what uh, helped to start the ruination of the holiday season for me. I just don't know. I don't know. And I know no one who does know. So, have you ever, uh, now when you were a, a wee tot, did uh, some older relative ever take you to visit a department store Santa? Oh, Yes. What was that like? Well, actually, that- we had we had a shopping center about a mile and a half away from the house, and they'd set up one of those little portable barns there because there was a Kroger and a W.T. Grant and an ice cream store and a children's clothing store and a drug store. And maybe they all went in on Santa, but they'd set up a little 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 red barn, dress it up all Christmassy, and 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 Santa was in there and. With the giant candy canes at the entrance. Oh yeah, and the local TV station had a, a, a Santa <laughs> show during the uh, during the time uh, the the season, and little kids would come down and listen to Christmas stories and Christmas music and ho 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 ho. Oh Jesus, that's dysphoric as fuck. Uh, And 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 I got to do that once. I was all done up in my Sunday best with a little red bow tie. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I wonder if Miss Terry. You know, we grew up in the same town. I wonder if Miss Terry ever got to do that. I I I was a little old for that, but I remember 
We got on, Aunt Emma and I got on the bus and went to one of the big department stores in D.C. And I was a little older than I should have been. And somewhere in the universe, there exists a picture of me, my ponderous bulk, sitting on the knee of some street person Santa at the X <laughs> company. Or... <laughs> this man's breath would knock a buzzard off a jet wagon. <laughs> you and and he was you can see in the picture he's got his left arm I was on his left knee he's got his left arm kind of wrapped around me and it's on my left leg and it's uncomfortably high up on my leg and I'm thinking whoa and he's asking me if I've been a good boy well what are you going to say how, how old like were you I was I was probably around eight. I was at that. Oh, that's stage. a little old. Yeah, I, but you know, I, Aunt Emma used to indulge the fluorescent piss out of me. Auntie you know? M, Auntie, Auntie M. M. But anyway, I survived that. And the the deal, the come on was, where you know, have your kid come tell Santa what's on his mind, and we'll take a picture, five by eight picture or whatever, <laughs> suitable for framing and. Somewhere in the world, there's a picture of me sitting on Santa's left knee with his hand creeping up my leg. Okay. <laughs> so, so he was I just survived. going for leverage in case you peed and he had to throw you off. <laughs> well, that was that's his story. But uh, so we, I survived that. Okay. And I remember, I guess it was after the visit with Santa in the store. She let me wander around the the, the toy department. And they had on a table, a display table, a Kenner girder and panel uh, set where you could you put up the skeleton of the building, these little plastic girders, and then you add the exterior. And uh, and she knew automatically that I wanted one of those. And I did get one. I wish I still had it. It would make for good therapy. At was it yeah, Kenner? I remember. Was it an erector set? or? Uh... No, it was all plastic. And, you know... But it, you can look it up. Somebody send Robin the link if she doesn't look it up. It's Kenner, K-E-N-N-E-R, girder and panel, I think, is what it is. And they're probably valuable for those who hung on to their childhood toys. But anyway, so we survived the visit with Santa, creepy Santa, and my uh, uh, foray into girder and panel. And she didn't, Anima didn't want to walk to where the buses would take us back over the bridge to Virginia. So we took a cab, we hailed a cab, and the driver was in the front seat, obviously, and curled up next to him, as with these bench seats, was this young girl, maybe 12 or something. And later, we made up stories as to what was going on there. Now, the obvious answer is, he couldn't find a babysitter, his wife was working you know, probably selling Kenner uh, girder and panel sets in some store somewhere. And so the 12-year-old was taking a nap on the front seat while Daddy drove the cab. That's probably the logical explanation. Well, we get out of the cab thinking we've escaped with our lives. You know, this man had obviously drugged this poor girl and was... Now, why he would pick up passengers in a situation like that, I don't know. We never considered that aspect of the story. But anyway, it's just, just a Christmas memory brings warmth to me, and uh, every time I uh, I smell mistletoe, I think back to those long ago days on the streets of Washington. 
where the streets have new where the streets have no name. Yeah. With the Christmas, with the well, but and by the way, I I was laughing at what you were saying, but at the same time, I was laughing at what Lady B sent because yeah. I think I peed a little. Uh, <laughs> Lady B says, "Try working for a top 40. Office favorites. Happy holidays from ninety-five point one KRDO FM. I'm going to kill myself with a sharpened candy cane. In the meantime, here's Bing Crosby." <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, all I'm going to kill myself with a sharpened candy cane. Lady B brings up a, a point that is, that I concur with. I mean, there wasn't a lot of rock and roll. I mean, uh, didn't Phil Spector do a? Was it Phil Spector did a, a Christmas album, which was pretty good? But they were not. Most of it was not. Uh, I mean, it was usable on a top forty or a pop station. But a lot of that shit was M.O.R., and some of it was downright easy fucking listening. Okay. You, know? you, 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 just, you just lost a lot of people. M.O.R. means middle of the road. Yeah. And then, yes, easy fucking listening. And it's Here's like, Percy Faith and his orchestra again. I mean, and yeah. and you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what the perfect manifestation of that is? The first episode of WKRP. When 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 Johnny is just dying, and it's before the form, it's before uh, the the formats changed, and he he keys the mic and he said, <laughs> and and it and and the references the so we'll just use them, and that was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing "You're Having My Baby." Yes. <laughs> Now perfect, hour, just another, perfect. And now another hour of menopause melodies from K one O sleep, or whatever. And Amelia makes a valid point. Who's up at two a.m. Christmas morning? Busybody old folks just waiting for the local DJ to screw up. Not necessarily <laughs> true. Not necessarily true. There's a there, there, you know that's that's a, that's about the hour when when parents of young children are padding ever so quietly around the house. Putting you know, putting out all the unwrapped presents. You know, this, I don't know. Maybe maybe every maybe families are different, but there were always some presents that were unwrapped, and those were the Santa presents. Or trying to put together a bike. Oh God! I hope after, there's no children listening. After you, sorry, uh, a couple of snorts of uh, old granddad or something. That's always a pleasure. I'm sure. I've never done it. Never even tried to do it. I guess. God, you got me thinking about Christmas now. I hate you. <laughs> I don't like to be warm and fuzzy this early in the year. We haven't even slain the the gobbler yet, old Tom Turkey. I know that's the whole thing. My, it it it, it throws it throws off the entire season. Old Tom Turkey is still, as we speak, in the barnyard. I mean, the, around. they hadn't even <laughs> sold. They hadn't even sold out of the 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 the, the Labor Day packaged butt light. When they were putting out the Halloween package, <laughs> but light. Uh, by the way, Ron and Raleigh says, "Girder and panel, Scott, stop! You're killing me." Oh come on! Um, and sends <laughs> and sends me a link. Girder and panel building set. Kenner. Nineteen sixty four vintage set. Wait for it. One hundred and seventy-nine dollars and eighty-nine cents used. 
Yeah, I'd be rich today if I'd hung on to all my childhood toys. Well, I might be too if the major if the wires in Major Matt Mason hadn't always broken. He wound up with a dangling leg in space. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! There's a story here. Major Matt Mason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was the, that was the astronaut toy. And they, you know, and, and and it was you know rubber. The the the, and he had a spacesuit on. And 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 the bendable legs and stuff, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Arti- those articulated joints, like you got with Barbie or or GI Joe. I got GI Joes. Yeah. Wanted Barbies. Um, did not dare ask for one. <laughs> uh, but not Major Matt Mason. Uh, it, you could bend him any, but he his his arms and legs had wires running through the center yeah. of them and that's what made them bendable but not all not forever but they not for a day not for a day of vigorous use by a six-year-old oh hell no yeah you had to get the uh you had after you after you broke the internal wire in major matt you had to go get the uh the uh, wheelchair and crutch <laughs> no that's when you went and got the christopher pike add-on <laughs> yeah there you go the little green and uh, red light. Aye, aye, aye. But no, and 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 you know, once Major Matt was broken, well, it, it you know, it, it, I tended to treat broken Major Matt the way that you know the Bush administration treated wounded veterans. Put him to the side; no longer useful. Oh yeah. Uh, and and then you needed because and 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 that and and I had the oh my god I had the awesome major Matt Mason space station, and it had solar panels and all kinds of doohickeys on it and and and, and major Matt Mason would uh, why am I talking about this This is political radio. Stop it. I must not have been paying attention. No, you were you were you were aged out of major Matt Mason by then. Yeah, ne- no, I've never heard of I've heard of Ken and Barbie and and GI Joe. Now I do remember a GI Joe uh, space capsule where he had the silvery spacesuit and the helmet and the whole nine yards, and a kid around the way had one of those, and I, I just seethed with envy, green, just green, glorious green envy, because I wanted one of those. How could you not? Uh, and oh, and by the way, uh, Jude just sent me a photo of Mount Rainier. Um, let's see what time is it? Seven. It's about uh, it's about four thirty. It's rush hour. Jude's on her way home, and wow, that would be a, that would be a sight to behold every day. On my drive home, check out the view of Mount Rainier. That's why there are warning sirens present, just in case she erupts. Reminds me of the unknown that resides before us, as here we are traveling traveling companions of exquisite beauty that walks with danger. So for this moment at hand, I choose to enfold within my being the many exquisite beauties so honored to walk with, releasing all the tiredness of concerns. Thanks for another week of being the conduit you are, dear Robin. Always, Jude. P.S. Hello to Lady B and Scott and all those out there in the ether. Thank you, Jude. That is a, that's a wonderful photo. That would just blow my mind. But you know what? It, it, not for Jude, because never for Jude. Jude is present. Jude lives in Jude lives in every moment of every every second but all of us tend to live in a I mean we we 
wherever we live, no matter how magnificent, it becomes ordinary. And I think in many ways that's our that's our that's our fight is to is to is to resist the pull of the ordinary. Um, I posted a picture, somebody else's picture of the New River Gorge Bridge the other day. And it wasn't even the whole bridge, but it was shot at such a vantage point. I know exactly where it was shot. But it, it shows the bridge, about half of the bridge. It shows a bunch of the canyon. And it shows this itsy-bitsy, teeny-tiny little school bus. And one of the comments was, how are all of those children not screaming on their way to school every day? And I, I, I didn't mention that it was probably, it was probably a, sports, a high school sports team or something because we've got a school on one side of the river, a school on the other side of the river. Never mind. Um, but uh, the thing is, I, I looked at it, and, it was, and, and, and I've tried in the last couple of years because how I thought about things has changed. I try to be more mindful in every moment. And every time, I, every time I drive across that bridge, it's a different bridge, and it's a different gorge. Like driving back the other night and seeing it on fire. Oh, my God. And The bridge was on fire? No, the gorge was. I mentioned the gorge oh. after the bridge. Pay attention. Stay, stay with the program. <laughs> uh, now, are we still in the school bus, or where now, are we? Well, I mean, the bus was... And people were just amazed. Some of, yeah, I could never drive across that. Honey, it is four beautiful lanes. It's an engineering marvel. It's it's engineered to sway up to eight feet side to side in hurricane eight force feet? winds. Good God. I mean, I they, they don't anticipate hurricane, but you know, you put a hundred thousand people on it on bridge day, you can feel the bridge move. Oh yeah, now that I And in the dead of winter when a really, really top notch storm comes through, you know, with some blizzard force winds you can get blown around on the bridge because it doesn't have a bunch of superstructure to it. It's it's just, it, and 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 you get the view of a lifetime. But way back in the day, I used when the kids were little, I drove a minivan, and that slab-sided son of a gun. <laughs> I'd actually, I'd actually, I'd be in the right lane going southbound, and I'd actually hold the wheels as though they were slightly turned to the, like go off the bridge. And I would still be pushed into the left lane. Yeah. And that can get real interesting real fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a, being on a tire test, uh, torture test track. You know, the forces of nature are something. But I mean, you hit the, you or, or, or Jude hit the, uh, the phrase that pays, to use an old radio expression. That's the phrase. That Dialing pays. for dollars. To call her number nine, please hang up. Uh, the uh, hold all a, calls. We have a winner. A life less ordinary. I think there was a film by that name. A life less ordinary. Uh, but we 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 kind of get into the rut of sameness. Precisely. We? Yes, we do. Everything. Every- and and you know Robin Williams talked about it, talking about seeing the world with the eyes of a new of a young child. Yeah, there's sort of a a willful blindness and and you know, but each each I don't know mean mean to get cosmic here, but each new moment, as 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 usual as it may seem, 
is a doorway uh, that has great potential if we recognize it. Now, obviously, you can't have adventures every day, but sometimes you got to bring adventure to it. That's getting back to that documentary with Jonah Hill and the and the shrink Phil Stutz, Doctor Phil Stutz. Uh, uh, he he works with uh, three by five cards. He'll sit there and talk to the person, then he'll make an observation and illustrate it on the three by five cards in a little phrase. And it, it's it's like presence having, you know, having presence and and a, and a, and a wakefulness, wakefulness in your own fucking life because it is your life. These are your experiences. Yeah, don't throw it away. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of us believe you only go around once, and that's it. It's like the old Schlitz commercial. Grab for all the gusto you can. You know, when I was little, I thought gusto was an ingredient in beer. Well, it was. Therefore, well, to the FDA, got it. Barley, water, malt, hops, gusto. <laughs> yeah, just a dash of gusto. The Rinheitz gusto bot. You know, the German purity law. Oh, i got to ah. tell you, Ron and Raleigh sent me an eBay listing for a 1966 Major Matt Mason man in space figure Jeff Long and 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 he was the black guy in the franchise. But now was this a cartoon series? No, 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 just toys. But price $188 condition used. Listen to the description. Nice paint, broken wires in both hips and one knee. As seen in last photo, the left leg is barely connected for $188. Sounds like a job for the Benny Hinn doll. <laughs> Wind it up and it heals your ass. The left leg, leg is leg barely is... connected. Now, and, and he's more expensive even with the left leg barely connected and the wires in both hips all the way gone. Because, see, when the wires in both hips were all the way gone, he was never going to sit down again. Uh, but uh, this is this is the black guy, Major Matt Mason, and he's a solid fifty dollars more expensive than white guy Matt Mason, the original Matt Mason. Because so I'm thinking two, they made a lot fewer of him. There were because two America, Mason. because 1960s. So God, if it was 1966, yeah. So I'm probably four, three or four. A three- or four-year-old can be kind of rough on anything that's got wires for articulating its limbs. I'm just saying. And by the way, um, I got a note from uh, uh, Dave and the Blind. Um, I lived in Renton, Washington, which is a suburb of Seattle. I was eight years old, and I saw from my apartment window every day Mount Rainier. It's one of the most majestic and impressive mountains I've ever seen, and I've been all over this country, and that includes the Rockies. Sorry, Lady B. Oh, God, we're not going to do this, are we? Sorry, Lady B. The only thing that held a candle to Mount Rainier was Denali, also known as Mount McKinley. Signed, your wayward traveler, Dave in the Blind. Oh, and by the way, our buddy John in central Pennsylvania a little earlier when I was talking about maggots and Nazis, saying we have a Nazi problem is the same thing as saying we have a maggot problem. This is true. Uh, and Mark in... Uh, Florida, trapped behind the the Declantis curtain, 
Scott's D.C. Christmas. I often think of Orlando Letelier and Ronnie Moffat during the Christmas time in D.C. Thank a fascist, Mark, behind enemy lines. I don't but, know. Yeah, that I don't... was um, a car bomb, as I recall. Yes, I remember when that happened. I was still in the D.C. area then. God damn. It was literal, literal terror, terrorism at, was, is either DuPont Circle or, I don't think it was DuPont, I think it was Thomas Circle, one of the circles. And you know that... The oh, and I'm terribly circles, fond of Thomas Circle. The, the, the uh, circles in D.C. were, were des designed into the city to confuse the British. I hope you know that. Is that, are, are you pulling my leg? I, I have heard that. I don't know if it's true, but... I thought, I thought it was like that because uh, uh, Pierre L'Enfant, being a Frenchman, designed D.C. to resemble uh, his beloved Paris, uh, which well, has circles. It, but you've got to confuse the British as well. That's always on the, on the game board. Circles never confuse the, 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 never, never confuse the Germans or the Americans. <clears throat> I had a friend who used to say, why do the French have an Arc de Triomphe? The only ones who use it are the Germans and the Americans. That was well, cruel. <laughs> this is why I never, uh, you know, don't uh, to tour, tourists to the nation's capital should not drive they should walk or take the subway because i have actually seen people from you know without a state plates in their in their dodge their dodge dart or whatever merge onto one of the circles and they may still be going round and round and round as we speak you know they know how to go get into the circle you know to the to the road around the circle but they're mystified as to how to get off onto one of the radiating uh, roadways <laughs> like Massachusetts Avenue or something <clears throat> very tricky stuff they don't teach oh, we, some drivers school. they installed some traffic circles in Fairmont West Virginia and they're I mean I understand them they, they actually if you if you can negotiate them they actually make traffic flow a lot more smoothly than does a four-way stop because circles replace four-way or other multiple-way stops. And you don't have the, the expense of a traffic light or anything like that. You just go through and you pay attention. And Oh, if I recall correctly, the uh, introduction of those traffic circles in Fairmont was uh, memorable. Emery and Marveline on the way back from Walmart. <laughs> What in the fluorescent fuck, Marveline? I, I don't know whether to shit or go backwards. Well, how big is Fairmount? I, Fairmont. I, it's Fairmont. it's not big, but it was you know it was it was like four lanes where it, it was a it was a, it was a everything going into it was was you know two lanes, and you know there's the inside lane for keep going, and then there's the outside lane for I'm taking the next uh, the next exit. Theoretically, <laughs> because you know. You done said a mouthful. It's the, the the city planning version of the Roach Motel. They come in, they check in, but they don't check out. You know? I just... Uh, we don't have anything like that here as far as I know. You want to see fun. You, you, want to be, you want to be in a traffic circle in West Virginia when there's an emergency vehicle coming. Oh, yeah, where do you pull over to? <laughs> the left? <laughs> You hear the stop. siren, you see the Stop lights. and pray. Oh, man, I hadn't thought about that. 
Now, doesn't New Jersey have some odd traffic structures? Never, know, never like, have it. Never having driven there, I cannot comment. I I remember uh, uh, on a foray up. I had to go into uh, Delaware for some reason. Well, I was working. It was a job I was working. I hated that job. Uh, uh, it was an, it, it was it was I was horrendous. I, I'm. It was for a company that was owned by 3M. It was like a film processing thing where, you know, you take your film to the drugstore. This was mainly for slides and, and, and eight-millimeter uh, movies. Uh, they didn't all go to the same processor. The prints went somewhere, and the slides in eight-millimeter. Well, it was Dynacolor was the name of the, of the, of the place. It was in the basement of the old Alexandria, Virginia roller rink, where they would also have rock concerts, which I never went to because I was too young. But, you know, you you have to pick up and drop off in the dead of night, and it was just horrible. But New Jersey had, I know they had restaurants and, and, and rest plazas in the middle most places. Oh yeah, no, I, I've seen that. I've seen that in the uh, greater, uh, like on the what the Illinois Turnpike or what. Yeah, it's in the middle, so both sides can access it. Yeah, well, and and I'm telling you, I wasn't used to it. Now circles, I I knew how to deal with, but I didn't I didn't like going into Jersey. I didn't like it at all. So anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. Well, we have we have had, we've had a blast this evening. We always do. Uh, Have we? I think yeah. so, yes. Well, wait a minute. There was one more thing I was going to tell you about or ask you about. It, it is so... This is like this is the conversational equivalent of a child mashing all of his food together on the same plate. I don't know where the hell I am. Where are the peas? Didn't we have peas here? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, for those for those who uh, for those who care, um, uh, Tracy let me know earlier today. This is the magic day that the Enchirito returns to Taco Bell. I mean, this you know this this is this is better than the swallows and Capistrano because you can eat an Enchirito. Uh, what's wrong with me? Uh, but then this is an unpaid product placement. But Tracy has been waiting because God, that woman that woman got got pissed when Taco Bell took away her Enchirito. And are I'm the, are these these the tightly rolled fried beef or cheese filled it, Yeah, with enchilada sauce over the top and they're heavenly. Or they used to be. Oh dear, well where's the Taco Bell not far from here? Maybe I need to check this out. No, well, it was today and and uh, she told me this morning I was like, Well have you had one yet? And she said, Honey, it's still ten o'clock out here. I forgot to you know I forgot that I'm living oh, in the future with her. It's never too early or too late for Taco Bell food. Uh, but uh, and and see, that's the thing. They brought back the Mex. They took away the Mexican pizza. What the hell were they thinking? And then they brought it back, and I I was so eager, and I ran over and got Mexican pizzas, and I came back, and it was like, here's a Mexican pizza for you. Here's a Mexican pizza for you. Here's a Mexican pizza. For you. And it was like, wow, these suck. And what are they called again? The Mexican the Me pizza. No, no, the uh, Enchirita. Enchirito. And Chirito. Now, is is that the taco? Bell There's an O on the end. That means it's masculine. Is that the? Uh, we can tell by looking at it. But the. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? I, there was no I don't know. I don't know why we don't have a morning zoo crew gig somewhere in a major metropolitan <laughs> area. But is is the Enchirito 
the the Taco Bell equivalent to the to the Big Mac? I mean the uh, Mac Rib. No, because the Enchirito is good. No, no, I mean, but it's a seasonal item. As well, well, they've said it's item. for a limited time only. Fuck them. A life itself. Uh, but, for a limited time <laughs> well, only. I know, and but but see what's what's distressing to me is I'm the the the, the new but. Then Tracy went and tried a, a Mexican. <laughs> then Tracy went and tried a Mexican pizza out at a Taco Bell in Civilization, and she reported back that it was heavenly and everything she expected it to be. So I have a feeling it's this Taco Bell, which, as I explained to her, means that I have to go to Summersville or Beckley, and I have to wait to do that. So, mm. and by the way, Lady B, I wish Lady B had just been on the phone with us. That. Oh, that would, that uh, the, would oh no! The, the 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 three of us we would we would be an evening zoo crew, yes. uh, but she said, "Jesus, Scott, goddamn, talk about ruining visits to the department store, Santa's." Now you got us all wondering. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Were these guys all rejected Catholic priests? You know that. You oh, onto something. You may be onto something, Lady B, because they they brought the perversity to it. They brought the drinking issues uh, to to the exercise. They certainly brought dress up to the equation. So yeah, they could have been. Were they defrocked or were they just didn't have the academic? Dirty little frockers. <laughs> <sighs> Couldn't resist. Um, Scott's DC Christmas. Mark uh, informs us uh, it was Sheridan Circle, Embassy Row. Okay, yeah. A lot of goddamn circles in. Uh, in DC, I I just and when you're tripping your balls off, I didn't know that was part of it. But well, I mean uh, that's an old '60s expression. You do a hit of quality acid, walking around in the circle, on this because see a lot of them. Like Dupont Circle is lovely. They've got benches and places to sit and converse and compare notes politically and socially and that I mean that's where we used to sell the uh, copies of the. Washington Free Press and the Quicksilver Times, the underground newspapers. It was like, and you know that there were government agents dressed up like hippies to observe us. Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay, because you're the Watergate correspondent anyway. Weren't the cops who were called to the Watergate undercover guys and wasn't one of them dressed like a hippie? Yeah, yeah, I forget which the guy's name, but yeah, they were doing undercover work, the D.C., I don't think it was the Vice Squad. There was some... Well, maybe it was. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, they were Vice. They were Vice. And they actually had stopped at a filling station to to, to fill the tank, and they were the nearest car to the water gate. So when they, they were the ones that were dispatched. And see, the burglars, who were all dressed in business suits... They didn't know what to make of this. You know, two hippie-looking dudes with guns drawn, you know, when they're trying to booby-trap the the phones and, uh, you know, take photos of documents. And the irony was it was the second break-in because from the first break-in, one of the bugs on one of the phones didn't work. Because they had to go back, and so they had to go back. To replace it, yeah. So just, just ponder a moment. Liddy. Yeah, that son of a bitch. I'm telling you, 
I did. did, did I wonder where. Crazier than a sprayed roach. Oh, worse than that. Worse than I know sprayed roaches who have recovered from that degree of craziness. There's no coming back from where he from where he's went. I mean, just. Oh, I know, but, but and then I'll I'll let you go. You were talking about Nazis, the influence of Nazis and stuff. There was a five or six part uh, thing on your podcast machine that Rachel Maddow has done, and I just started listening to it. It's called Ultra, and it's about the Nazi uh, underground and, and some ways above ground in America in the 30s and 40s, okay? I've only, I'm like two episodes in, Ultra. Check that out. Because if you think that the influence today is some new revolutionary thing, Think again. There's always been that thread, that mindset, running through the uh, the, the 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 body politic and the culture. Don't be fooled. It's nothing. There's nothing new about this. No, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, if you if you could time travel the people who were adults in say 1974 to right now, they would go, "Oh, really? The the inflation never went away, huh?" Yeah, now see, don't get me started on inflation. We don't have the time. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it really is. It's, it's eating. I'm, I know we're past the election. I'm not supposed to talk about inflation. At least that's the Republican preference. Uh, can y'all just keep this about Hunter Biden? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, I think that should be up there with Jeb Bush saying, please clap. Hunter uh, Biden. Hunter Biden. We're, this entire country's going to be singing that song. I, I just, I just need to get, I need to get an invite back onto All In with Chris Hayes long enough to sing that, and then it'll go viral. And we'll yeah. credit you, of course. Thank you. I bless your heart. I, Although you, you only know, came up with, you only came up with the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden part. I added the rest. So it's, 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 it's lyrics by Scott and Robin. Yeah, the, I got as far as the Benghazi of our time. But back then, when I came up with that, who would have thought that the Republicans would still be as crazy as they are? And oh, and right, and it's like Ron and Raleigh says, he reminds me every now and then, I just want to see the chain of custody of that laptop. Uh, they, they are I mean, the chain of custody on that laptop's like that old country song about, I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and the thing is, there is no earthly, there is no bona fide reason for rehashing any of this. It's all chest pounding. Okay? They're, they're in charge. They've got their little Jim Jordan with his jacket off, and they are ju- just going to make hay to what end? To no useful end. And that is the, the, the problem with, with putting these people in charge of anything. And, and why we couldn't manage to keep the majority in the House is beyond me. I just, I'm not buying into the notion of the five seats in New York and the couple of seats still waiting to be decided here in California. I, we didn't take it seriously enough. And I don't mean to preach and screech, but God damn it, we could have avoided a whole parcel of trouble if more of us had shown up and, and voted intelligently and responsibly. And that's 
That's all I'm going to say about that. We have fun here, but God damn it. Do you, do you seriously want to go through the next two years of this horse shit? I mean, there's a purpose. Do I have a choice? I mean, can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I go and, like, move into a Himalayan nunnery or something? I mean... It, well, I'd want to read the brochure first. Precisely. Of, no, I'm going uh, to... I'm going to... Look, the, 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 the saving grace is that they can't get anything done. As long as Joe Biden is there, as long as there's a Democrat in the White House, they don't get to do any evil. Uh, they enter. I mean, we we probably we probably ought to refer to what what's coming as the Castrato Congress. The Castrato Congress. Because they are that that house is neutered. Yeah. I mean, I, do I want to live through this? Actually, yes, yeah, Scott, I do, because. I'm gonna the, the the Schadenfreude is gonna run like a mighty river. Oh God, yes! You can you, watching no, just rapids, just so. watching these watching these fools take the long knives out for each other. Uh, Pramila Pramila Jayapal got it right. Never mind Democrats in disarray. This is going to be Republicans in ruins. And I guess sometimes you've got to let them have their their head, so to speak. And you know what? But, and you know what pisses me off. It's becoming more and more clear where the fuck-up was on our side. And I hate to say it, because we've got friends and family members of the, of the community there, but when you look at the narrow margin, the seats we lost in New York State are why we are where we are. And that falls squarely upon Democrats in New York, who got too cute by half over the redistricting. And then Sean Maloney decided to run against a a popular progressive member of Congress instead of staying in his district. And here we are, and why are we in this handbasket? We need, I mean, it's not, and it's not Democrats in disarray. It's just, it's just, you know, look, cancer starts with one cell going batshit crazy. And then it grows. And this was, this was, this, this was, what happened, the reason we're not going to be in the majority in this next Congress is because there's a little clump of fucked up in New York State. And that's the, the, the that's the, the that's the alpha and the omega of it. And then the pivotal point was our just trying to be too cute. And when the stakes are as high as they are, being cute about anything shouldn't be anywhere on the agenda. Oh, no, aren't we clever? Well, we, I feel like uh, Ever G. Robinson in the Ten Commandments. Where's your Moses now? Where's your clever now? <laughs> oh, that's a good it's, one. Anyway. Your Edgar, your Ed, your Edward G. Robinson is not shabby. No, not at all. Well, listen, I uh, see the old clock on the wall, and it's been a delight. We have covered all of the bases tonight. I don't think we've left anything untouched. Yeah, we had a couple of hit by pitches and a couple of balks, and 
but we hit all the bases. And where else can you get this sort of stuff? Nowhere, nowhere. And you know we're down to we're down to uh, eleven fifty. We start we started off with a little little spurt of energy and then uh, petered out. But we're down to eleven fifty, so that means tomorrow will be fourteen fifty. And curiously enough, that was the frequency of one of the radio stations I've worked at. Best music, WLAY. That's where the Drake Chenault reels were. Lay, WLAY. Yes, yes. Wow. And we were not we were not allowed to make any kind of suggestive <laughs> remarks about our call letters. <laughs> Although playing Lay Down Sally was fun. Then that's the uh... Lay Lady Lay. That was another one. In your big brass bed. <laughs> but nothing will beat the uh, FM frequency in Kansas. And I'll close on this. The FM frequency in Kansas City that was owned by the Jimmy Swaggered Evangelistic Association. Oh, sweet Jesus. KWKI FM. Quickie. Have a quickie for Jesus. <laughs> now, in the context of Jimmy Swaggered. Have a quickie with the Lord. Yes, yes. And we, uh, the, the station I hooked up with, we were quickie for the first month and a half. And then we changed We're quickie. To, Jesus is coming. We, no, he's just breathing heavy. The, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we switched it from quickie to KLSI, classy. And we had an adult contemporary uh, uh, sort of soft uh, thing. Hey, Lassie, go get the sheriff. Robin's down the hall. <laughs> no, that's... Lassie's Pekingese friend. You do Lassie better than I do, Lassie. Because I'm a cat person, damn it. Anyway, and did you notice how Socrates settled down? He's been a very good boy. Well, it's the it's the conversation. When you get conversation of this uh, quality in Caliber. Well, no, you look, should see him sitting over here going, Oh, come on! Uh, yeah, she, he doesn't, he, she doesn't buy into any of it. That I'm saying anyway, so... All right, man. All right. Lady. We're good. Lady. Uh, Horn family, good night. Robin, good night. Uh, Scott, good night. It's been a delight. Good night. Oh, it rhymed. Uh, good night, Mount Rainier. I, please don't erupt. We don't need that at this point in the narrative. No, no, we do not. Scott, take and care. I'll, I will, and I'll check out. Catch you on the front porch tomorrow, maybe. Uh, tomorrow is Friday, isn't it? It is, it is. Hot damn. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Lady B responding, our skyline, and it is beautiful there in the springs. We live in the foothills, 6,035 feet elevation. This is my view every day. That is all. And it's it, it it's you know it's kind of like what I and 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 we are so lucky, all of us. It's like what I say about being around here. I love where I live. I love where I live. And Lady B, you have a magnificent place, and so does Jude. And you know there in the Big Apple, where the mountains are made by the hands of working folk, Steve and. Down behind, down, down behind enemy lines, Mark in Florida, 
You with the palms and the crashing surf. Yeah. Oh, and Lady B says, uh, I thought Soxertes was more of a Cat Stevens fan. Ah, good night, Horn family. Good night, Lady B. And uh, thank you. Thank you to our dear sister Jude. We are now down to 11... Um, 11.25. 11.25. So thank you, Lady B. Or thank you, Jude. Thank you, Jude. That helps so very much. And, yeah, Scott, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care, Robin. Take care, Horn people, and uh, see you on the porch tomorrow. All right. Bye now. And, you know, uh, actually, considering the late start, we're still okay. It's still a three-hour program, so I don't think we're going to get in trouble with Podbean. That's a good thing. Uh, look, if any of the uh, overnight crew wants to help, it is help that we need. We badly need it. Um, and any and all help is good help. This is independent, listener-supported conversation radio. And it is... I'm spoiled, but I think it's... I think it's Almost entire, almost entirely sui generis for this medium, and I think it's worth trying to keep it on the air. And things are scary, and that, and times are hard, and I know that. And don't anybody hurt yourself, never. But we do need help. We do need help. So thank you to all of our. Patreon and PayPal subscribers. We would not exist without you, plain and simple. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to each and every one of you who shares your precious finite time engaging in this program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Sparky and Roger in uh, the chat room check and make sure if uh, make sure whether make sure if, see if uh, Steve ever wandered by no I don't I don't see no um, thank you all of you thank you to our news ninjas thank you brother Deacon Asa head on dot live remember brand new fresh Malloy on the way 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 6 p.m. Pacific the best place to listen to the first round of Malloy is head-on.live because, among other things, no ads. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a mighty proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. You'll be just fine. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your mask. Wear your mask. Especially when you're among the great maggot unwashed and unvaxxed. Hand sanitizer always helps. Keep your social distance. 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And, of course, if uh, some dude with a piece of toast and some of that Kentucky jelly on it uh, it comes burbling down the sidewalk towards you saying, uh, can y'all just ask me Hunter Biden questions? <laughs> avoid, avoid that maggot like the plague. Because he is. 
And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Fighter. <laughs>